This is Chris. And this is Chris. And, and we's talking wees to thee. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Wee's Talking Wee's to Thee, where we may be tired of sex, but we're never tired of talking about Weezer, particularly when we take eight months off between every episode. Yeah, exactly. Keeps us real fresh. <laughs> mm-hmm. I never feel burnt out. That's right. <laughs> when we take eight months in between episodes. That was nice here. We're on the last day of January. We're recording this, 2023, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, we're talking about an album that came out the first day of summer. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, but don't you feel warmed by the material? A little bit. Yeah. yeah, it's nice. It's it's literally snowing. We have minor snow showers That's out, true. out the window Flurries. right now. Flurries. So it is nice to uh, have a little bit of summer in our life right now. I would say so. And Christopher. Yeah. I haven't seen you much since the last time we recorded. I know. I yeah. know. How have you been? I've been well. Good. How are you? I'm really good. That's nice. Yeah. You're living is... the bachelor life right now? I am. My partner is out in sunny California. Speaking of summer, uh, she's out helping her mom in San Francisco. So I'm Living alone and doing the best that I can and not really thinking about Weezer all that much. <laughs> Except being, this week. If I'm being quite frank. So when you reached out to me when I was uh, all alone in my apartment with my dog and my cat feeling a little sad and lonely. And you said, hey, why don't we record an episode of Weezer talking Weezer to thee? And I said, absolutely. <laughs> yes, please. Mm-hmm. Give me something to do. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, that's not true. You've remained very busy. Uh, indeed. But indeed. it's nice that we had time to do this. Yes. Uh, I'm assuming as of you, you've been keeping yourself quite busy. Yeah, you know, a lot gigs, of gigging. Writing yeah. music. Absolutely. And you have a partner also on the West Coast. That's true. I have since the last episode we recorded, Fallen in Love. and You and me and Tina and Fatima were like, um, you remember those Mad Magazines, the back cover where you fold it in? <laughs> That's us. Our partners are over here. We're over here. We just need to fold it and meet in the middle. That's right. And I believe when you are all listening to this, I will be out in Seattle uh, mm-hmm. for a little bit of an extended stretch. So we're getting this in while we can. Absolutely. We'll miss you. Ah. Oh, I'll miss you. <laughs> Everyone will get to listen to you. I guess I could listen to you too, but nah, because <laughs> <laughs> I mean you have to listen to yourself, and you, we all I, know you the, hate that's that. That's the my least favorite part yeah. of listening to these. And episodes. I hate listening to me. So you know, we're, and you're the one who has to, to edit this shit. Don't remind me. Anyway, <laughs> hopefully I won't have to edit too much today. We got seven songs to talk about. Easy peasy. Was this fun? Like listening and preparing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I prefer. I'll come out right now and say it. I prefer summer to spring. By a decent bit. Me too. I think it's. Uh, I think the songs are just more listenable, and even the ones that are less than optimal, like more at the bottom of the seven, are still, in my opinion, better than the really bad stuff on Spring. They have something at least of quality to them. Yeah. Even if they're not a complete statement of you know not not masterpieces necessarily, but you Certainly. don't listen to this and go like, what's going on there? Totally. Totally. What was the song that we were ragging on so hard in spring? Uh, All This Love? All This Love, yeah. Like, that, to me, is genuinely offensive. Even still, like, hearing that song, I'm like, no, 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 no. I think we've gotten more flack for our feelings about that song than maybe any other Weezer opinion we've had I remember you mentioned that. Yeah. And I will say, it's unfair because there's songs of theirs that are, like, actively offensive, like, actively bad. The Girl Got Hot, I'm Your Daddy, these kind of songs that you're just like, Jesus, I'm a fan of this band? Mm-hmm. Like, someone could theoretically be like, oh, you do a podcast about Weezer? Let me listen to them, shuffle, and then hear one of those songs first, and they're like, I thought I respected you, and this is what you're into? Smart I girls? I know, oh, God, yes. All this love, that's not one of those songs. It's not. Kind I, I, of borderline, though. 
Musically, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, lyrically, no. I'm with you. Because yeah. I think Smart Girls and The Girl Got Hot and those songs that we actively are offended by is not necessarily the music, but more of the lyrical content and the fact that we're just like, oh, Rivers was in a bad spot and he was not writing um, eloquently or just respectfully. He was in a weird zone. Being on, you know yeah. what I mean? So, Though I'm to, Your Daddy is a loving tribute to his daughter. Right. I don't actually think that's true, Chris. We should probably edit that out. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> leaving it in. Okay. I think that's actually true, but it's not important. He would sing it to her. I think she had a health scare when she was young. And why do I remember this bit of minutiae? Yeah. But it's the same difference of where's my sex. That's, that's right. also a homage to the, his daughter. Wow, they have a lot of songs that I would not want someone to hear. <laughs> Especially, it's like, so I wrote these songs about my daughter. Where's my sex? And I'm your daddy. Jesus and you're like, Christ. oh, so you're a really good father figure, aren't you? Um, we were talking a little bit just before we hit record, um, and I was expressing to Zimmy this sentiment, and I think you agree. Like, It's actually a bummer that we haven't had more time slash desire to be into Weezer, to record the podcast, to like be actively engaged with this music. Right, because this is such a cool project that they're all engaging in and i think it's really cool that they're delving in and trying to release four eps in a year and basically releasing a 21 22 song record over the course of 12 months right which is a pretty big undertaking absolutely so yeah i mean i, I think, we're just bad I think it's fans. 28 is actually the number seven by four. Oh man jesus how your time maths stables. yikes <laughs> those maths yikes. are suffering see we got to keep doing these podcasts we really do this is the only time i do math <laughs> <laughs> no, not true. I'm pretty obsessed with my macros and my diet, so I'm doing a lot of oh, division. <laughs> uh, Zimmy works out, for those of you who don't know. Um, but it is a little bit of a bummer that we weren't really hanging with this music as it was released and it engaged true. in the conversation. We were was, with Spring. We were with like, Spring. Like, Spring we were on it. Well, I think we recorded Spring right before Summer. Yeah, but we <laughs> listened to it when it came out, at least. <laughs> when did you first listen to Summer? When it came out. I will say that. Oh, good. When Summer dropped, I listened to it. Two times through, so a grand total of like 42 minutes. And then... Uh, I think 44 minutes, but who's counting? Jesus. <laughs> give me a break. Everything's 22 to you. <laughs> I'm feeling like Taylor Swift over here. <laughs> yeah, I listened to Summer twice when it came out, and then totally just kind of threw it to the side. Yeah. and Because um, you didn't like it, or because you're like, ah, it's just not where I'm at, whatever? I think the latter, for sure. It's not... It, again, none of these songs offend me and make me go like, ugh, I'm not a big fan. Uh, I don't think it's Weezer's best stuff ever, but I think it's still pretty cool. I think I just wasn't in the mindset of like, oh, I really want to listen to it because I'm I'm just been such on a hip hop and R and B yeah. kick for like the past eighteen months, and so Weezer's just so not that right. So I, that's just not where my headspace has been. Totally, yeah. And I was feeling the same. I was obsessed with Kendrick Lamar and the smile mm -hmm. and listening yes. to that stuff incessantly, and then totally. I was like, oh right, I got to really shift down and well, I'll shift say shift aside. I don't think down's fair because this is very good rock music for yeah. what it is. I think it's like top level. If you're going to be a band like this, you can aspire to make an album as even a forgettable album like maybe this is mm. in the grand scheme of Weezer's output. But it's, it's so well recorded. It sounds great, both in headphones, like in, in the good. cans and in, in the car. Uh, and I know I, for listeners of the show know that I hate my stereo and my Subaru, but I've been driving Tita's Prius, which is a very good stereo. Much better system. And so it sounds really, really good in the car, sounds good in the headphones. I think Pat Wilson plays the shit out of the drums on this EP. Yeah. So yeah, and I think you're right, the song craft and the, the sound of the record and, and all of it just sounds really good. And I sp especially today, there's not a lot of like rock bands making rock music. Yeah. Uh, so I think this sounds really, really good. And like records was on the radio 
Yeah, you heard it in the world. A you lot. Said. Wow. A lot. Cool. I could see that song fitting. And uh, just to let you know, we're going to go track by track through this record. We are. We're going to talk about for each song, our most laughable lyric, mm-hmm. our raddest riff. Yes. At the end, we will go over critical reception, of which, spoiler alert, there is none. Uh, what? There's no MC Metacritic score. No. MC Metacritic sat this one out. <laughs> I love that we call it MC Metacritic. <laughs> MC, MC. Mick, Mick. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> Yo, what's the Mick, Mick on this album? It's the ATM machine of the internet. Hmm. That's fascinating. Is it? <laughs> But uh, uh, I did find one Pitchfork review, which uh, we'll address, I guess, okay. uh, towards the end. Um, and then we will give our top three heart songs, which mm-hmm. of a seven-song record, it's half the record. So Basically. And our bottom one black album selection. And I uh, put out to our uh, followers on Instagram to give their number one song, their bottom song, and any questions or comments that they had about the record. So we'll go over those at the end of this episode, Sweet. I'm too. glad you're still doing that. I'm still Yeah, I thought I would since, we, you know, why However not? many, like, five people responded or whatever. Yeah, exactly. I think we got... Well, I think... We, I think six. Okay, nice. <laughs> but uh, what do you say? You want to get into the record? Let's freaking go. Cool kicking back in your lawn chair. You summon Gabriel and Michael. Hey, guys, we should torture the humans. Yes, why don't we do it for So before we talk about Lawn Chair, the opening track there that we just heard, uh, let's just talk about the record in general real quick. Sure. This short EP was, of course, released on the longest day of the year, mm, Summer Solstice. Summer Solstice. June 21st, 2022. And this is, of course, the second installment of Weezer's season's quadrilogy. Tetralogy? What do you prefer, Chris? They're both valid. I agree. I think tetralogy is It, it rolls off the tongue nicely, doesn't mm, it? It does. Yes. It reminds me of Tetris. Yeah. And your head, Tet, is head in French. So. <gasps> This because this music makes you think. Does it? Actually, it does. (laughs) I think so. You're gonna get into it. I didn't think it did until I listened to it with a guitar in my hand. So I was Mm. like, "Oh wow, I got to really think about this." Changes (laughs) things, doesn't it? It does. The changes change things. When you're as smart as you are, it changes things. For me, I'm just like, "This music's pretty good." (laughs) (laughs) Someone put on uh, all things Weezer. God, I wish I remember who it was. They're, they don't necessarily like us there on All Things Weezer, which is fine. I, I'm not sure they like Weezer on All Things Weezer. Wait, what? Yeah, the, the message board. Yeah, 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 yeah. They don't I, like us I there? signed on the other day because I was like, oh, let me see what people are saying about that. And then I saw I had some notifications and people... <laughs> some people... It wasn't necessarily recently. I mean, do you post on that? No, no, no. no. Oh, okay. Not for a really long time, but I initially did to say, hey, there's a podcast. And they sure, were like, just to get the word out. Absolutely. And get some more listens. But someone said, oh, those two guys have terrible Weezer opinions, which is... Fair, though. I, I guess. don't know if a, an opinion can be terrible. I think that right? a person can be terrible, and we're definitely terrible people. Oh. No, but then someone <laughs> responded, 
wrong. One of them has terrible Weezer opinions, and the other just echoes them back. (laughs) 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 And I almost responded like, that's it. You cracked the formula. That's Uh, the fucking show. That is so accurate. (laughs) Just like, good one, Chris. Oh, good one, Chris. <laughs> I get the vibe that that person's actually a fan of the show, but it's it's just so much fun to talk shit. Mm. Uh, not, I mean, it's not really my scene, but uh, All Things Weezer is just uniquely good at it. So we're seeing you, and we appreciate that you're talking about the show. <laughs> at all. Yeah, for better or worse, just say something. <laughs> Let us know that you've heard us. Oh, my God. But um, Tetralogy it is. Somehow we wrapped we, that back nice, around. Nicely done. And uh, so the record was co-produced by Weezer alum Susie Shin. Oh, nice. And relative Weezer newcomer Robopop. That's right, Robopop. You mean cop? Pop. Hmm. Music. Is that just like when Britney Spears in like 50 years when she's basically on death's door, they're going to turn her into an android and she'll be Robopop? Is she not already? I mean, that's oh, a good I point. I should go easy with Britney. I mean, I actually Poor love Brit. Britney. Oh, me too. Oh my God, are you kidding? But I mean, the amount of auto-tune, I mean, in a way. Everybody uses auto-tune though. That's true. And I actually kind of like it. I do Have too. you listened to new SZA record, by the way? Mm-mm. Incredible. I need to. Highly recommend. Thank you. Anyway, Robopop is actually Daniel Emilio. Who has worked with such artists as Maroon 5, James Blunt. Mm-hmm. He's beautiful. He is. And yours in Rivers, beloved Lana Del Rey. Let's go. Name checked later in the record. Yes, you betcha. Uh, Robopop's only prior experience with Weezer came as uh, one of about 18 co-writers on the single Hero <laughs> from Van Weezer, which was right. coincidentally produced by Susie Shin, of course. Mm-hmm. Do you think that production-wise, this is a step up, step aside, step back from Van Weezer? This feels pretty lateral, honestly. Lateral, I th- yeah. I, I think it sounds pretty similar for me it feels a little more lively when it needs to be i think there's a little more energy are you talking like sonically like sonically just how it's in the capture and... of the performances yeah yeah i would say equal if not a little better certainly not worse not worse definitely not I worse agree with you there yeah i think shin does a really good job and they clearly like working with her you know yeah i mean they she seems to do an incredible job so i don't see why they wouldn't so what do we think about lawn chair the opening track of summer i love it and i hate it Strictly because I think it does a great job of introducing the whole theory and concept behind like this movement. You know, the the angels are pissed and they're going to come down to earth and they're going to wreak havoc because they're bored with where they're at, which is, you know, right where spring left off, basically. But then we don't really get much more of it. That's the thing that I'm yeah. frustrated by. So I guess that's not a knock against Longchair. I think Longchair does what they wanted it to do. And then the rest of the EP just doesn't follow up. You know what I mean? You know, it's because the records is not about the angels. That's about rivers, and Mm -hmm. then uh, blue like jazz is pretty jazz. Yeah, it's pretty much about trying to be cool. So no, I think about rivers illusions in there, but yeah, I agree. Yeah, and then like little illusions here and there, but it, it mostly just feels like rivers didn't embrace the characters, and he kept writing from like his perspective. Or just a different perspective, because arguably something like "What's the good of being good" is not from Rivers' perspective. It's he's almost that embodied, one is right, the, yeah. But it's not about this concept either. It's something entirely different. May yeah, probably at least how that's how I'm reading it. Yeah. So I think this is in a way the fatal flaw of the seasons thing and how it was presented is if you want it to be a conceptual song cycle, it fails on that level. Exactly. I completely agree. And if you just want to listen to the new Weezer record and you hear a song like this, you're like, the fuck is Rivers talking what about? What is he talking about? <laughs> and of course, there's a lot of precedent for, like, I love progressive rock. Like, that was a big cornerstone of, like, my musical kind of evolution in sure. the late 90s was getting into King Crimson, Emerson, Lincoln Palmer, Yes, Genesis, these kinds of bands. Uh, less Genesis, though. I, I must say, I just, they were never my you band. you dream like, theater guy? I never got into dream theater. Mm. Uh, Rush... 
But yes. I, I liked more of the uh, rawness of the, the early 70s prog stuff. And then when it got a little too slick and a little too, like, I won't say manufactured, but just the tones changed. Mm-hmm. Like, even like some 80s Rush. I'm like, oh okay, my God, I love yeah. Rush, but like, come yeah, on. and yes, especially. Yeah, let me, I'd rather listen to Farewell to Kings than um, Grace Under Pressure or something. I got you. Though, actually, I, I, like, I like that record. Uh, anyway, it doesn't work on the conceptual level. I'm not sure that's a bad thing. But maybe it would have been better if they just did away with it altogether, or exactly. at least didn't talk about yeah, it. Yeah, pick or, a lane. That's yeah. all I'm asking. You know, just choose which, if you want to make it the concept, make it the concept. If you don't, then, you know, keep writing rock music. Also, when we first catch wind of this season's concept, you hear Summer. What are you thinking? Uh, feels like Summer. Like that song. Okay. Or no, something like that, more upbeat. And, yeah. Yeah. This is a pretty dark record. This is, I would assume, going to be the darkest. Maybe maybe winter, yeah. Uh, I th- yeah. I think there's moments on each of the following records that are pretty dark and heavy. Uh, Fall has some really. I don't think you're so for listeners like you haven't listened to those a ton yet, nope, right? Not and, and that's by a cool. ton. I haven't listened to them at all. Oh. I haven't listened to winter or autumn. That's amazing. At we all. are the worst Weezer fans, and we have somehow a Weezer podcast. We but are, we are Weezer or not? We are shoot. That's the other podcast. Yeah. All things all things Weezer don't hate us. <laughs> no, no, no. Please hate us. Maybe we're doing something right. Um, <laughs> I think that's actually cool because it almost may as well be the last week of June right now because you don't have the context of what comes next. Well, that's kind of why I did it, to be honest. Cool. Because I wanted to emulate it as best I could because we screwed up the timetables by having lives and doing other things otherwise. So I wanted to listen to them separate. And I haven't studied those other records, but I have listened to them both. I won't say extensively, but... Far more than you have, I will say that. And uh, yeah, I'll just say, with regards to the summer thing, this is not necessarily what you would expect on the surface level when you hear Weezer does summer music, <laughs> you know? Totally. But then I guess when you see the cover, that, yeah. that kind of... The music suits the cover. Yes. But like, does the cover and the music suit summer? Mm, I guess it depends on where you... Vacation. Is there an analog record? I, obviously, Van Weezer stands out. Is there another album that this reminds you of from Weezer? So many, actually. Okay. E- there are many, many songs that remind me of many different Let's records. Let's talk about that as we go song by song. I yes, have that feeling totally. as well. Yep. There's pretty much two or three separate uh, Weezer records that I feel very much cool. reminded of in each song. I wonder if we'll align when we bring those I'm up. I'm really curious, too. That'll be fun. But anyway, let's talk about Lawn Chair. The, the music yeah. of Lawn Chair. Uh, one thing that's interesting is that uh, much like spring with opening night, this piece incorporates a movement from Vivaldi's seasons. Right. But if I'm not mistaken, it's not summer. Yes. Isn't it in winter? Yes. It's the Largo or slow movement of winter. What's up with that? It's a good melody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he has four EPs. Why would he choose one from winter in summer? I, I want to uh, know Rivers so badly. Like, I just want just know to him. I just want to know him as a person, like as a, a real like friend. Is he knowable? I don't know. We'll never know. Yeah. I would rather be friends with like Brian Wilson. He seems like a good hang. Or Shriner. I feel like Shriner and me could hang. Right. I'd hang with Wilson, but... Uh, and then get to did know... Did you say Rip- Brian Wilson? Did I say Brian Wilson? When I just said Wilson, is that <laughs> really a Brian... Mr. Bell, you meant. I meant Pat Wilson. Did I say Brian Wilson? I think you that, did. Oh, my bad. Sorry, everybody. But I meant Pat Wilson. I'd like to hang with Brian Wilson, too. Sure. Definitely. While he's alive. Yeah. That'd be interesting. That would have been something. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Wilson would be good, but I, I don't know. Unless he gets vaxxed, I don't know if I want to be in the room with him. Pat Wilson is. That's why he didn't tour with them in Europe, I believe. No. Oh, I'm sorry for ruining the. Uh... Oh. <laughs> Wilson! Wilson! 
you didn't do it. <laughs> hey, you live to tell about it. He's drumming his ass off. You know that's okay. He's but doing yeah, great. he has a yeah, libertarian. He wouldn't, been, he wouldn't have been able to drum with all the soreness in his shoulder from that's the a shots. Good point. So I think he probably made the right call. You're absolutely right. I didn't even think about that. Sorry, Wilson. Keep doing what you're doing, baby. That's right. No judgment either way, people. <laughs> We're officially in an endemic now, by the way, so who the fuck cares anyway? The beginning of the endemic? Mm-hmm. My second favorite song called Fan <laughs> Anyway. You should write a song about that. That's pretty funny. Tell me this. Mm. Is this a better interpolation of Vivaldi than Opening Night? I do not think so. Okay, I disagree. Uh, talk to me. Really? I, I like the beginning of um, Opening Night. I think it's... It's just so, it's so over the to top, over the top, especially because he sings the vocal melody yes. over the actual melody that's being played by the instrumentation. Yeah, yeah. Add to it the Shakespeare stuff and just the whole thing. It's like, wow, this is like a pastiche. Mm. We're here. This just sounds like a sick song. It does, right? And so that's why it works better for me. Is it's better incorporated into what Weezer does inherently? Yeah, I don't think they're too far off though, because I mean, he's still singing the melody of the true. the movement. It's true. Uh, in both of them, and then just instrumentation underneath. Right. Maybe the nature of the melody. One this has is like a the harp, is... harpsichord thing. Yes. Whereas the this instrumentation one... is more on the nose with that one, where it's more of a broke, obviously all acoustic instrumentation. Exactly. Whereas this has more, you know, modern electrified 21st century instruments. Yeah. It just feels like kind of like a cool Weezer down tempo. It's not a ballad, it's a, kind of a heavy song, ultimately. For sure. And it's very dynamic. I think the dynam uh, what's the, how would you say that the dynamic dynamicism dynamicism that's yeah. a word yeah ah oh, you educate me every time we do these podcasts that's a great word the yeah the dynamicism is much better in this song uh, that was us being real by the way I assumed we were going to cut that out and that's why I was like yeah actually it's dynamic <laughs> but uh, we'll, we'll leave that all in you can hear <laughs> everyone uh, listening to the show needs to know how dumb I actually am. <laughs> I don't even know if that is a word dynamism may be a word. Isn't that when you just label a lot of things? <laughs> you know what? We're leaving this all until we both sound no, equally that's dimoism. <laughs> Never mind. Jesus. Oh, um, Dios mío. Indeed. See. <laughs> Yikes. We're off the rails. Um, no, I'm, I'm with you in terms of the, the highs and the lows and the, the staying quiet and then just Boom, yeah. coming in powerful with the, I guess you would call that the chorus. I don't really know. There's really it's no like chorus. Pretty much. Yeah. Which is very Baroque in nature, and it probably does come from the Vivaldi. I, I can't say, I was not the biggest fan of Vivaldi in the Four Seasons. It's just not a period of music that I love. Okay. I love Bach from the Baroque period, but, yeah. you know, I've played a lot of Bach music on guitar, classical guitar, but I don't listen to a lot of, like, chamber music. I don't, I just, it's just not really my thing. That's you know, fair. I'm more into classical and romantic music and some 20th Definitely. century. But a very common move in Baroque music is, you know, you kind of have your A section. Mm-hmm which is in the tonic key. This song happens to be in E-flat. Okay, major. E-flat major, exactly. And then the B section goes to B-flat major. Oh, nice. Which the relationship to E-flat is the dominant. Right. This is a very common move in Baroque music, which is... One to five? Yes, A section in tonic, E-flat in this case, B section in the dominant, B-flat, and then a return to E-flat for the end. Mm. And that's exactly what we have here in the epic conclusion of the song. Because she didn't ever The classic 151 back to E-flat. Yeah, classic. <laughs> Oldie but a goodie. Yeah, always. <laughs> I will say the interpolation of, of Vivaldi does lead to certain things. Like, I think the melody of this song is very asymmetrical in a way that most Weezer songs, let alone modern rock songs, 
are not. True. Right? Most songs are more squared off. This just kind of sprawls. It does, and that happens a lot in yes. this EP. Holy cow. You could see that it inspired River's writing. It did, and I think that's great. I do, too. I think there's not many people of his ilk who could write like this. Hmm. Like Even if they were willing to, I don't know if they'd be able to pull it off because there's a kind of harmonic sophistication and uh, a weird sort of logic to his melodic sense on this record. For sure, yeah. It definitely does sound different than a normal a lot of normal choices he would make. He definitely didn't pigeonhole himself into his box. He didn't stay in his comfort zone. No. Except there's a lot of comfort zone-like things yes. that we'll get to. But maybe they take those comfort zones on this record and just kind of tweak them slightly? Just kind of broke them a little bit. Oh! Or did they fix them? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? You know. Well, you know what they say. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I think we said that on the last podcast. And it, and it killed then, too. Fuck. <laughs> While we're talking about the music, do you have a raddest riff from this song? Yeah, I actually really love the unison vocal violin melody that he basically sings in the second half of the second verse. I just think it's a great way of, of incorporating more instrumentation. So he, he's not just singing. Now there's a violin playing underneath him. First in tremolo, you know, da 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 mm-hmm. playing really fast back and forth, and then going into less glissando but longer bow strokes and just really letting the violin sing with rivers. And I think that's really cool because they're not playing in harmony or anything. It's just unison, a.k.a. the same notes, um, same melody together. But it just is a nice way to, to continue building the song because it's clearly getting bigger and bigger in its sound cloud. Um, SoundCloud, right? Well, you know what I'm talking no, about. I'm with it. I'm like with the it. the aura of the song just feels like bigger and bigger. Wilson's pounding on the bass drums a little bit more. The bass sound is just bigger. So, uh, yeah, I just like the extra instrumentation there. Kind of slim pickings for riffs in this song, right? But that's mine too. I, that oh, ascent, nice. that ascent is so powerful into the release. It's, uh, yeah, it's the highlight of that song. Uh, this would never be a rad riff, but I also really love Rivers' vocal on this song. It's great. Agreed. And the vulnerability of now she's gasping for her breath mm. as he's running out of breath. Right. It's like just a perfect evocation of that lyric. Do you know who's singing the the response in that, the, the please tell us why? I hear Rivers in there, but it's probably a gang vocal of him, Bell and Shriner, one would think. Yeah, because it sounds very like youthful. Youthful, right. Like almost like a child's choir. Children's that could choir. be true. You know, even on Weezerpedia, I didn't necessarily see specific personnel listing. Oh, okay. But... It's Could have been like a studio, studio band, or I don't know. Whatever. Didn't he use for Foolish Father for the Everything Will Be All Right in the end? You mm-hmm. know, I think they brought in people from the Starbucks they would frequent oh, to record that. Isn't that the God, thing? God, that sounds familiar. Yeah. That's another deep pull from fall of 18 when we recorded that episode. It's amazing that you can just pull that out of your ass. The dates that we recorded. That's not all I can pull out of my ass. <laughs> relax, relax. <laughs> Look. It's huge. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> wow. Do you have a lyric? Oh, my God, there's so many. <laughs> <laughs> this right, this one, lyric. Yeah, yeah. I mean, basically the entire beginning okay. of the song. Um, oh, it's so fun. That's, that's what I'm talking about. A casual Weezer listener. Oh, they have a new record. You put this on. The fuck? Yeah, and it's even funnier when you just read it out of context. Like, not as a lyric. I You're agree. like, hey, uh, guys, we should torture the humans. Yes, why don't we do it for, like, our entertainment? 
Because heaven's so dull. Too many grapes. Too many harps. Too many smiles. Not enough weeping. They'll suffer so that we can feel emotional release. Great lyric. <laughs> like, wonderful verse. Perfect meter. Rhyme scheme. <laughs> Crazy. That sounded like a monologue from The Sopranos in an alternate universe. I know. I was kind of uh, channeling Tony a little bit. Yeah, I could tell. Not enough weeping. Eh? <laughs> Too many grapes. Too many grapes. <laughs> the charcuterie board is all out of whack. There's way too many grapes. The where's, ratios are way off. Where's the olives and where's the prosciutto? <laughs> I, I completely agree. That's an absurd lyric. It's so funny. And if, I just love that it's like, heaven's so dull. There's too many grapes here. Boring. Let's have some cantaloupe or something. No, but it's also That's like the most boring thing on a fruit platter. Anyway, cantaloupe? I love cantaloupe, but I think I cantaloupe it. is very underrated. I mean, cantaloupe's way better than honeydew, though. We agree with oh, that. Oh, honeydew can just what go. Is, have you ever had like a good honeydew? Mm, more like honey don't. Oh! <laughs> Your third favorite song on Beatles for Sale. <laughs> exactly. Ooh, honey, no. <laughs> it's really not good. But I love cantaloupe. I used to have a cantaloupe baller, a melon baller. Oh, wow, fancy. I would go to town with that. So fancy. Um, a punk ass. I mean, anytime punk Yay. ass makes an appearance. <laughs> you are a punk ass. Oh, my God. Yeah. There's no doubt. That's a lyric I would write. <laughs> we still I, that I mean, we talk about how Rivers is so good at just like writing lyrics in the way you would just say them. Yeah. What's with these homies? This is my girl. Exactly. And this is one of them. Like, can't you just imagine you're just getting so pissed at something like, like you're a punk ass. Oh, my God. You're just so frustrated. Yeah. You're a punk ass. Oh, my God. You're a punk ass. Yes. There's I mean, no how, often do, how often do we say that? Like in life. By daily. Exactly. I will say in the original demo, which are available on YouTube, if anyone wants to hear them, I found them on, they were on the Weezerpedia entry. Uh, it was just punk. You're a punk? Oh my God. Rivers couldn't help but add the punk ass. Well, it helps the the, the, meter. the rhythm. Yeah, yes, the it meter. Does. It does. And so in a way, it was a good choice, but in a way, it's like you could also find any other two-syllable word <laughs> that, you know, equivalent. Oh God, he couldn't resist. Dumbass. Could we come up with some other ones? No. Because who is he even talking to? That's the real question. Who's saying what to what? God, I, I cannot parse these lyrics that, are, that relate to the concept. I just, I'm so out with them. Line to line, that first verse, like, I'm entertained by them. Right, and it's like clearly like, okay, this is setting the tone. This, this is a character speaking to the other character. What are the names of the angels again? Michael? Gabriel, Michael, Michael yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's what I thought. I don't know anything about religion that isn't in Jesus Christ Superstar. <laughs> like, I literally, w well, I, I was raised Catholic, theoretically. I made my first communion. I got kicked out of CCD. Mm, wow. So I literally <laughs> have no idea of the Bible. I have no interest in it, even. Mm. Uh, no offense to our religious I mean, listeners. It, it's a heck of a story, I gotta say. Greatest story ever told. Some have called it that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Greatest response ever recorded. Um, anything else we gotta say about I mean, it's the number chair. one bestseller all time. Oh, I will say for our listeners, because obviously this is an audio medium, we... Chris and I decided to record this in our lawn chairs just to kind of get the spirit of the summer. Yeah, can you hear the creak? That's right, you know those like vinyl kind of... <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Braided lawn chairs. Talking to me like I never sat in a fucking lawn chair. <laughs> Jeez, Tony. Easy, big fella. Sorry, I need to cool it. I've been watching way too much Sopranos. Uh, I would out. do a Sopranos podcast in a second. Wow. I would do any TV show podcast, honestly. I'm way more qualified to talk about it television than music, but... Suck is talking sign? 
Oh my god, that could be something. Because I will say, Chris the Younger has watched a lot of Seinfeld since a whole bunch. Yeah, I actually just watched the race last night. Oh, classic! Great episode. I choose not to run because I choose not to run. <laughs> One of my favorite all-time scenes: the the classic when George pretends that he doesn't know Jerry, that he oh, hasn't seen Jerry yeah. since high school. You really went bald there, didn't you? You know, <laughs> I know the, they just keep oh. ragging, and that's the famed uh, as well. Uh, didn't really take too long either. <laughs> About doing the Guggenheim extension. Right. <laughs> one of my favorite all-time lines. Anyway, let's go to track two, which may or may not be one of my favorite all-time Weezer songs. I hear records in my head everywhere that I go. I've got records in my head spinning out of control. They go round and around and again, round and around and again, round and around and oh yeah. Spoiler alert, this is not one of my all-time favorite Weezer yeah. songs. Okay, good. This is an auditory medium, so I just wanted to make sure that when he said that previously, that it might be one of his favorite Weezer records, there should have been an audible jaw drop. When you say Weezer records, you mean Weezer songs. records? Oh, yeah. <laughs> As if they have multiple songs named records. Right, records too. Back yeah. to the shack. <laughs> no, just, I don't well, know. Do you like this better than Back to the Shack? Um... That's a really good question, actually. Thank you. Um, hmm, I don't think so. I don't love Back to the Shack, but I like Back to the Shack. Yeah. And I don't love this song, but I like this song. Okay. So th- they feel a little equivalent. This, mm, this feels a little bit more musically complex, I guess. Mm. Just like the, maybe not uh, harmonically, yeah, because it's one progression the whole time, this song. Right, yeah. but so is Back to the Shack. Yeah, I guess so. Does it have a bridge? I can't even picture it. But uh, better guitar lines than that, obviously. Right, yeah. yes. And like a cool kick into the... But I like the how he changes the the meter of the, the pre-chorus, the round and around. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's pretty cool. There is and then the, and then the, the post, Because yeah. the, then there's like a post-chorus yeah. to like the I'm feeling Rihanna, feeling Lana, feeling Nirvana. Mm-hmm. Uh so I guess there's like a little bit more complexity to this song. Not that that makes a song better or worse. I agree. So, geez, tough question. I don't know. I would never have thought to pose that, but you mentioned back to the show. I know, so right? I figured, you know, this is a single from a thing that maybe doesn't fit in with the rest of the thing all that well. Agreed. I hate. I think the the vibe between Lawn Chair and this so disjointed, staggering. Don't love that. No, me neither. And it feels like it feels like it should have just been a single. Yeah, right. Like an un like not on the record proper, not on the EP proper. Yeah, like the Beatles used to do. That's always the thing in the sixties. You release singles and you release albums. Right. But the singles aren't on the albums. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that doesn't happen too much these days. No, I mean, I mean maybe most it people does don't more most so- people don't release albums anymore, if we're being honest. Most people just Well, I, I don't know if that's true. I either. guess it's not totally true. A lot of people release albums, but so many artists are just like, Oh, sick, I made this song. And then it's out. You also like, notice that songs are getting way shorter? And I think it may be for streams, like maybe you get for complete stream. Like, like is that how hey, the statistic works? I think like it you may. have, hmm. I think songs got songs used to be very short, like in the sixties, right? right? Oh in the seventies, started just started getting longer, and then just kept getting longer. Right. Really, all mm-hmm. through the two thousands, you yeah. know, into the through the aughts. But like now, like a lot of the biggest singles are like two and a half minutes. 
And mm. I, that has to be strategic. They must have learned something in their metrics that like shorter is better. Yeah. People yeah. will listen more. Like you could listen to one song for four minutes or a two minute song twice. Sure. I think like Old Town Road was like two minutes, like less than two minutes long. Or so. It wasn't that wow. like it was like a, a uniquely short song. Anyway, Long Chair is two minutes and four seconds. Records is not like a short song by any No, stretch. I mean, the longest song on this EP is four minutes. It's yeah. like just over four. So. And it feels like it's like eight minutes. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> in a good way. Not necessarily in a bad way. I'm just saying. It, mm. it, it covers a lot of ground in those four minutes, and we'll it talk does. about it. Okay, back to records. This is the only co-write on the record, and I think you can kind of tell. Who's the, who's the co-writer? Okay, we've got uh, Sam Hollander, who was a previous collaborator on everyone's favorite Weezer song, I Love the USA. Oh, dope. And uh, there's one other collaborator on here, a fellow named Grant Philip Michaels, who is apparently a person who exists. Oh, yeah. I couldn't find much about him. GPM. He's GPM. It sounds like he could be a president down the road if Definitely. he wanted to be. Grant Philip Michaels. That is a very president. presidential name. Yeah, it's beautiful. Absolutely. Now, do you think, do you take this song as a sincere expression of the transcendent power of music? Definitely. Or just a, a, a No, I mean, to... it, it feels exactly like heart songs. Slightly less sincere than heart songs, yeah. Um, but it's the same concept. He doesn't go as in depth of like this was a formative song for me. This song changed my life, you know, as in, as he does yes. in heart songs. But I think it's I think it's real. He's literally just like I. If you don't know me by now, I'm kind of obsessed with music. And he grew up in the era where you would play records. Mostly, I would assume tapes, playing a lot of tapes, but clearly spinning records. Right. Um, I I think it is it safe to say that you share my sentiment like. This is not a bad song. Not at My all. My only issue with this song really is that it's on this record and it probably shouldn't be in this collection of songs. Agreed. That's it is its certainly an weakness. outlier. It's the biggest outlier, no question. Um, I don't love this song by any stretch. I would, I would put this under the category, which many songs fall, which is a good song that I don't particularly like. That's this song to me. Yep. There's things about it I like, mm -hmm. and I'm happy to talk about them right now. Like, I really love the guitar tone. Yeah, of the arpeggio, and I'm pretty sure that what whether it's emulated or an actual thing, I'm pretty sure that clean guitar that you hear at the start of the song is running through a Leslie rotary cabinet really? that you would usually run an organ through. That's but cool. But starting in the '60s, the Beatles, the band, they started running guitars through the Leslie, and what that creates is this whirring kind of sound, right? And a stereo kind of image of the sound, uh, a warble, mm -hmm. and. I think that was actually a conceptual choice. This song's about records spinning round and round and round, and I think they chose a guitar tone that is literally spinning round and round and round. you're so right. That's really smart. Thank Very you. insightful. I think it is what they were thinking. I want to give them credit I, for that. I, I, think, they, I think they were. Because Weezer strikes me as the kind of band that could be so, uh, have so much intention with certain things, but then other things happen completely by mistake. Right. Uh, so no, I, I agree. But but this that certainly now that you put it that way, that sounds like it. There's not a lot of room for spontaneity on Weezer records. You don't feel like in the way that it felt on Moments of Blue and most of Pinkerton. Mm -hmm. That's kind of gone out the window. That's not oh, really yeah. their I mean, thing. That's, yeah. Right. However long, many years ago, almost yeah, thirty years ago. Would you say that this is the most summary song on the record, or maybe mm. one of? It's so hard to be like. Does this sound summary? Does this sound winter? I know. Um, this is kind of feels like summary, though, in a way. This feels like one of the more polished, like radio-ready songs. It's so the, there's that. The, the, yeah. yeah, I mean, clearly. Is this a song that evoked another Weezer record for you? Because it did for me. Ooh, I'm really curious. To be honest, no, this is not one of the ones that really... Good, so just fresh, you know, you haven't given this any forethought. Which other Weezer album could you hear this song existing on? Hmm. I guess like Red? Interesting. Yeah, anything could be on red. Yeah. That's the thing with red. Because <laughs> um, I thought black. 
Oh, yeah, that's a really good point. And I think this yeah. would be easily a top four song on Black. It would. Right? Yes. So, like, on this record, it's kind of like, eh, yeah, that's cool. I don't know if it should be there. It's a, it's fine. But, like, on Black Album, it, liter- on the literal Black Album, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this would be an absolute standout. It's better than Living in L.A. to me. Oh, my God, yeah. Right? Like, and I don't even hate that song, but as far as, like, going for a pop rock thing with a modern production approach, yeah. I think this is better. Sure. No, this that does elicit some some black, but that's the same thing Black Album is also kind of piecemeal. There's so many different sounds. That's true. So many different tones and song writing There's uh, one other choices. moment that sounds nothing like records on this album that would fit right in on Black Album too for another reason I'll point it out when we get there. Ooh, cool. I just yeah, so I thought Black Album or or Pacific Daydream but but more Black Album to me this could fit on and I think it would have been a nice addition to that album honestly. Yeah. But it somehow feels like it almost detracts from this collection and that's the one real mark against it besides listen. Just the sound of scratches and an awa ta awa ta awa 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 awa. <laughs> I mean that is ridiculous and embarrassing. And like I laughed out loud when I heard that. I said I can't believe that's what he just sang. Yeah. And I can't believe they used the scratch. They already had the subtle warble. They already had the subtle yeah. uh, homage. They didn't need the literal. Uh, Susie, I was thinking maybe we could actually use the sound of can scratches. We, can we put some record sounds in the song records? <laughs> Who had the most <laughs> pathetic rivers there? That's what I want to know. Sorry. Or were you doing RoboPop? I couldn't tell. No. Because <laughs> I, I haven't heard RoboPop talk. I thought, Susie, <laughs> commence scratching now. It is time to play the record sound sample. I'm not sure we were ever funny, but I think we used to be funnier. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's true either. Oh god, we definitely. I, I think know. we've. I think we've never been funny, but we thought that's we were right, funny. That's right. That. Now we know we're not. That's Correct. the difference. Yes. Yep. 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 yep, yep. Uh, that is my laughable lyric, by the way. Just the you know, and especially because of Rivers' delivery. This is in the second verse. I I I I I I I I I don't feel no pain when people make me mad. I don't hear a word they say. Just the sound of scratches. <laughs> What does that even mean? I'm just tuning out with my jams. Oh, okay, yeah, sure. Right, and every people know this about Rivers. Every like MP3 that he has is actually just ripped off of his vinyl because he loves that sound of scratching so much. He loves the dust. Is that real? No, yeah, I swear to God, it was on his Discord. I read it on Weezer. No, it's not real. Damn That's it! So stupid. You had me thinking for a second. Well, good. You should be thinking. I'm what do you think about this song? Tell me more. More? You want to talk about this song more? <laughs> do you have a laughable lyric? I do have a laughable lyric, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you it, want to talk about this fucking song? <laughs> it's like, Jesus. Uh, it's, it's the post-chorus. I, I feel Rihanna. I'm feeling <sighs> Lana. I feel Nirvana. So you can fuck off. Like, <laughs> particularly the fourth. What um, a rhyme. Uh, I know. It's like, but wait, what? Like, at first, he's just like, I'm feeling this. And I'm into this song. And I'm into this artist. And then all of a sudden, he's like, and you can fuck off. It's like... Is he just like, <laughs> is everything just a personal affront to him? <laughs> well, he's so, escaping so, the, the, the pain of life. Right, okay. The aggravation Through. and frustration. Well, I certainly agree with that because I've listened to all three of those uh, artists, artists yeah. to escape sure. reality. Yes. So, yeah, when I heard that for the first time that I'm feeling Lana, I was like, hell yeah. Uh, I should point out, too, because uh, I listened to it this morning, there is a mashup done by this guy, Titus Jones, of okay. records... I guess this is his thing. He mashes things up. W- records with material by Lana, Rihanna, and Nirvana. 
mashed together. That's I found cool. on the Weezerpedia entry for this song, and it's worth listening to once and never listening to again, but it's probably <laughs> worth listening to. I'm not going to put it in here, but it's... Uh, oh, I would definitely listen to it. Yeah, that. I think you'd get a kick out of it at the very least. I, now, speaking of your laughable lyric, I have a very important question for you. Okay. Rivers has been listing names in songs since 1996. That he has. It's kind of his thing. Yeah, he does do that. Which series of names is the best in your eyes? Oh, my God. This is so good. Jen, Gwen, Catherine. Denise, Charisse, Louise. Yumi, Sherry, Allison, Mary. Sheena, Lola, Fabiola. One of my all-time faves. Lisa, Brittany, Paula, Whitney. Debbie, Donna, Tatiana. Or the aforementioned Rihanna, Lana, and Nirvana. And I guess we could also have in the Falstaff and the, the ones from, uh, from opening night as yeah, well. truly. <laughs> right? Man, you know what would be even better is if anybody could separate all those and tell exactly what, what song, song they came from. I think we probably could. Because if you don't know it, it's probably Smart Girls. Yes. Because <laughs> a lot of those. But I mean, I, I'll never forget. Sheena, Lola, Fabiola. That's my favorite. Holy shit. That is my favorite, too. Because none of those feel like real names. Except for yeah. Like, Sheena. Yeah. And isn't it true that entire sex, the Jen, Gwen, Catherine, Denise, Charisse, Louise, are like people he actually banged? I would assume so. I think so. that's a thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just noticed that though. I was like, "That's funny. This this is added to the long litany of litanies yeah. that Rivers has put into <laughs> his material." He does love lists. He loves lists. I bet he's a to do list guy. I bet he's always doing a to do list. I think his day is structured to like the minute, like in actuality, I'm not a bit. Like every day, he knows exactly what he's doing at a given time. Wow, and he abides by that structure. I think that's why they've been able to release so many records. Absolutely, he is a very dedicated man, very organized. A lot of these songs are very workmanlike. I will give them that. Mm. Says the guy who's in the band Workman song. Yes. Playing Boston Calling 2023, by the way, this Actually. Year. Yes. What? Yes. Congratulations. Isn't that crazy? That's so cool. I mean, cool. on the smallest stage, but we're playing. Dude, you're playing Boston Calling. Same day as Queens of the Stone Age and King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, who's currently the band I'm most fascinated by. Yeah, they're pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. One of my favorites. Foo Fighters are playing, too. That'll be a fun day. Alanis Morissette's playing. I saw I hope she that. doesn't hear the podcast. She'll see me backstage and be like, "I noticed. You. I saw that. Uh, I saw the billboard for Jagged Little yes, Pill." Yes, I P-Pack. talked to a lot of people who saw it. Oh man, we should have gone. Should we have? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh God. Why not? I almost listened to our podcast on that recently because I was like, "What? What's a, what's like a Blue on Battle that I haven't listened like that I don't remember at all, mm. and I've definitely never re-listened to." I was like, "Oh, that's one," but I didn't end up doing it. But, oh yeah. Uh, you know, just not that I listen to our shows ever, but I'm saying I was in the mood. I was like, "Let me just get back in the podcast mindset," and I almost put that one on. Mm. I ended up listening to the Teal album episode with Pete. Oh well, <laughs> yeah, because it was Pete. That was that was the time. <laughs> it's still one of my all-time favorite moments. Which one? We're talking about TLC, no scrubs. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> and we yeah. bring up Left Eye. We do. Burning down Andre Risen's house. Right. And the exchange is just funny anyway, right? Because she, she lit his Nikes on fire, burned down his mansion in Atlanta. And then you just go indignantly. And, I mean, calmly when I listen back, but it's just so funny. You go, oh, and where is this Left Eye now? And just a beat of silence. And then, dead. <laughs> yeah, and wasn't it Pete? I said dead. And then you're like, oh. You know, and Pete's like, wait. <laughs> and, all, and we kind of go back and forth. Then Pete just goes, everybody knows that. <laughs> that uh, that's, the, that's the epitome of my existence <laughs> and knowledge of pop culture. That's the value of having someone 10 years younger on the show is that, like, I don't necessarily know, listen to Lana Del Rey. Sure. I'm aware of her. There's certain songs. I saw the new album cover with her booby out. <gasps> Did you see that? Mm-mm. It's a real thing. I'm going to see it now. Uh-huh. Look it. Like her boob is out? Look at like, right now. I'm showing you. Straight up. Whoa. Chris. I got a bit of blood. 
<laughs> we should maybe cut that out. No, you got a bit of blood. Yeah, because that's is that a reference to my thing? Yes. Yeah, I'm always wondering because boners, of course, are it's blood flow to the to the pee pee tip. Yeah, you nailed it. Well, more than just the tip, but yes, it, everything, the shaft, everything, all of it. Yeah. Why are we talking about this? Is I was wondering if it was new blood. What do you mean new blood? Or if it was redistributed blood? All blood is redistributed. Oh. <laughs> well, but it got in our heads that me and Brendan O'Connor, actually the drummer of Raw, that uh-huh. I, that it's funny to think of getting a boner as making blood. Hmm. So that's gross. Yes, it makes it way gross. So everyone, next time you have sex, think of me. Um, okay. <laughs> Do you have any uh, uh, raddest riff for this song before we move on? God, we're really making a meal out of this we record. We are truly. Um, I gotta say. There weren't too many standouts on this, but I, I kind of like the little synth line after the choruses. That's about all I got. Gotcha. It's very uh, minimal. You kind of have to listen for it. Yeah, I, I can't even picture what you're talking about, so that's how minimal it is. But I, I, I do love the ooze mm-hmm. in the post-chorus, the Lana, Rihanna, Nirvana part. Yeah, yeah. Like, that to me is like a nice logical evolution of like the from Buddy Holly okay. just going up to another level. Yeah, true. And I like how that part, unto its I like the part, but I like how it develops where it kind of starts just going to the octave mm-hmm. for the first two times and then it jumps up and goes to the ninth the oh. last two times. So I didn't even notice expands. that. Yeah, it's really cool. I'm not going to sing. Well, I'll just play it. I like that choice. There's another spot on this record that utilizes a similar kind of thing, but on guitar. And it's just a sound that I love. And uh, just good craftsmanship. Totally. Good arranging. Yeah, yeah. Anything else we got to say about that? That's all I got. Moving on. Chris, I got to know, when you hear this song, do you feel blue like jazz? When I hear a part of this song, I feel blue. When I hear the beginning of this song, I feel happy and excited. I arguably make a little blood. Ooh, all right. <laughs> Making it. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, kind of how I feel. Okay. I'm curious to hear the part that you don't like, but I think the song is sick. The song is sick. The riff is sick. It is. Here's the thing. The first time I listened to the song, this riff came on, the drums kicked in, the singing started. I was like, wow, this is maybe my favorite like hard rock Weezer song mm-hmm. since 
Maladroit or something, or it's certainly yeah. parts of UB. This certainly feels Van Weezer like, yeah, this would be like my favorite song on Van Weezer. Oh, yeah, like based on the riff and stuff. But then when the chorus kicked in with the lyrics that it has, with the rate at which the chords just everything about it, I go, Man, it took me out of it. Like, I audibly groaned. You're I was talking like, the literal blue light jazz, blue the blue light jazz, how I want to be cool like that, yes. Mm. Bad lyrics. I like. I knew I the like song the chord title progression, though. No, it's a good chord progression, but there's something about it against what comes before, mm. which is this patient, drony, amazing riff, under which there's kind of insinuated chords on keyboard and in his vocal melody, but it's really just this static riff, not a thing that Weezer does really. You know, like Hashpipe's a pretty good example, like a static riff. Yeah. Right. It's- and he's just changing melody over the top of it. I think mm-hmm. this is a pretty. This is almost like from the same world as that. I way. got you. And it's tough, too, because the pre-chorus of this song is really good. Amazing. And then it goes into the uh, average chorus. Yes. And the, the, and the pre-chorus and the chorus, I mean, with an exception, because then it goes to like the, you know, like that five chord there. But uh, it's the same chord progression, but it's double time, and mm. the lyrics get infinitely worse. And, and then by verse two, about the 16th notes, which is definitely my laughable lyric. Certainly. I'm a little slow. I can't play 16th notes. And he sings it so epically. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, I, I, you, I literally laughed. Like, I was like, I shouldn't be laughing right now. I should be like, like making a fist and going like, yes. Mm. And I was doing that. And so I think it's just that kind of fall back to earth. Yeah. That, that's the epitome of Weezer, though. It's like this epic moment, but then having a lyric that you're just like, wait, what? The rug gets slipped out from under you a little bit. Definitely. Um, Kind of do that. I prefer this song to records. I prefer this song to a lot of Weezer songs. I, I think it's really cool. But like it went from being, this is probably my favorite Weezer song I've heard since OK Human. Because mm-hmm. like Van Weezer was okay, but there was no like amazing thing. Right. Like this could have been a five-star song if it had a great chorus. Yes. I could not agree more. And so the disappointment makes me drop it considerably in my estimation of it, even though there's elements of it I love. I love Wilson's playing on it. Yes. Good absolutely. drum sound, too, for this very processed modern yeah, rock semi sound. Yeah, semi kind of improvised in the pre-choruses and, and in the choruses. Very cool. He Great does that harmonies. classic, like, double kick, the dum-dum, yeah. dum-dum, that kind of... Cool bridge, maybe just shy of, like, uh, classic bridge status, because we either have some really classic bridges, but that chromatic rise... then and it's black and it's black and it's blue which i kind of get my heart is black and it's bruised yes so i have a black heart that's also damaged mm-hmm. kind of cool but yeah. at, on the surface you're kind of like oh, this is redundant and it's not what i want to hear right now that's on me right that's the thing with weezer fans we have expectations based yeah. on their previous work we have expectations because of what we like in music of course as we've talked about many times weezer isn't even a band like there's not many bands i listen to that sound like weezer but i love weezer because i've loved weezer for almost 30 years now right yeah it's like it's a legacy thing now, it, you know. So like much so, yes, absolutely. Them, are my relationship with them, but it's so close to being great. I agree. I think I'm less offended by the chorus than you are, mm-hmm. but I think that is the biggest downfall, completely. Yeah. So, yeah, you nailed it. I don't have to say too much about it. You you nailed the laughable lyric. I did write down another one just because I think it's pretty uh, cute. In the uh, it, it's right after the 16th note where he says. 
my mother's boy learning his IOUs don't have the huevos to attain goals yeah. like you do. Honorable mention. Using, using huevos, huevos to describe your, uh, your, your little boys down there. Very funny. Yeah. Just down there making blood. Stop. <laughs> Please. <laughs> For the love of God, just leave it. <laughs> uh, that's the thing. This song, like the first 48 seconds, you're just like, fuck yeah. Yeah. And then the chorus, and you're like, uh-oh. Mm. And then the second verse, and you're like, oh, no. <laughs> you know, and they almost get you back. And boy, by the end, hearing the riff at the end with the pitch shifting, and this, I mean, it is a gnarly tone. The guitars really sound cool on this song. And I like how that melody gets passed around from instrument to instrument. Obviously, my raddest riff is the riff. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's no doubt. Um, I will say the original, I don't know if this would have made it better, but the original demo had different lyrics in the chorus. Would you like to hear them? Yes, please. Blue like jazz, blue like jazz. Alice Little looking through the glass. Blue like jazz, blue like jazz. Spooky grin on a Cheshire cat. Hmm. So leaning hard into the Alice the Wonderland. Wonderland. Yeah, yeah, sure, certainly. That's what I carved on my pumpkin this year. I did a Cheshire cat. No, sir. It was pretty good. How'd it turn out? Really good. You're very artistic. Thank you. I've been practicing my more articulate carving, like the nice. where you're not just like cutting holes out, where you're like shaving the skin away to create like depth and layers. And well, I always like to shave skin away before I cut some holes. Oh, gashes. Does, does if it you will. does it put the lotion on its skin first? <laughs> this is so gross. Like, even for me, let's yeah. Just step away from that analogy. Stop with the making blood and the. You are holes. bringing it up. The rivers in the original demo also used a word that, what it's an evocative word. Uh, the original opening couplet was, smoke curls from your fire, paint besmears your face. Ooh, that's cool. Besmear. Mm. It's good shit. Yeah. That's very, what I like on my bagel shakes- as well. <laughs> yeah. A that's, what I call, that's what I call a bagel schmear, is a beeshmear. Whoa. People should put that on the menu. But I could safely say, like, I don't think anyone has ever sung the word besmear. Probably not. One would assume. And still, technically, no one has because it's Maybe, on the demo. I, mean, I, I could see like Tolkien putting it in one of his folklore. My, what's your favorite Tolkien cool. record? <laughs> Two Towers? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> the audiobook? <laughs> yes, um, exactly. It's weird. I, I think this is one of the most substantive songs on the album, but I don't have much else to say about it. Do you have anything else to say I'm about it? I'm trying to think. We said way more about records than this song, which is unjust because this song deserves more attention. Yeah. Um, no, I think we said what it is. I think it's, for the lack of spoiling, I think it's arguably the best song on the record, or top three for sure, mm-hmm. uh, and it's it's besmirched by a less than optimal chorus. Yeah, I wish that the chorus was um, the opposite of what it is. Agreed. Well, what it, well tell me this. If you were going to write a chorus for this song in this key, what, how would it go? Wow, that is a really... I mean, that's a great question. As a songwriter, maybe I'm putting you on the spot a little bit, but like, what, what would be better? Is it, is, it the, is it the harmony or of the chords that you don't like, or you just don't like the lyrics? You know what? I, I don't like the lyrics. That's number one. Mm. Uh, cool like that. You know that what one's I mean? kind of lame. And also but blue, blue like jazz, I mean, yeah. it's not the worst. It's a fine analogy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a fine like phrase. Yeah. It's a weird thing to like emphatically sing in a rock chorus that of a song that's not particularly jazzy, right? Uh, but I have nothing against that phrase at all. Um, it's the way it comes out. I think probably what I what I would have been inclined to do is actually shift to a major tonality, not just compress the time of the pre-chorus. Mm. So the pre-chorus, by the way, the, the chords are B minor to E minor, which is great. A major, 
to a D major seven. But then it goes to the chorus and it just does those chords, but twice as fast. I think we need a new tonality there. Because mm. yeah, instead, it's it, like almost like a shortcut. A little bit of a shortcut, even though that part is from Vivaldi's Summer, by the way. Oh, well, then that's why he did it. Right. And that's why he did it. But so I blame Vivaldi. I guess it's Vivaldi's fault. Fuck off. It's all Vivaldi's fault. <laughs> what is Vivaldi's first name? Antonio Antonin. It's an- Antonin? Yeah, we'll say. Tony Vivaldi. <laughs> <laughs> Tony! Hey, what the fuck are you doing? Well, the working title, David Chase was originally going to call The Sopranos The Vivaldis. Huh. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And he was going to be Tony Vivaldi. Man. They really missed... Rolls off the top. Missed a good opportunity. There. It does. Anyway, I was trying to transition to the opposite of me. That's why I said the chorus should be the opposite of what it is. But then you asked how I would write the chorus. But I think what I would probably have done... Right, I still like going to that. Mm. I probably would have gone here. I would have gone to a major, Ooh, and then is... returned to the minor to give more contrast okay. to feel like it was a new part mm. versus the same part sped reimagined. Up. Yeah, but of course, if that's taken from a bit Vivaldi, of a stretch to call it a reimagining, to be honest, it's just sped up, yeah. right? But with worse lyrics and worse melody, and without the beautiful ahs, because I mean, those answer. That's one of the best Weezer harmonies I've heard in a long time, mm. and it's so simple, but just. It works so well in that yeah, spot. Yeah, they, they build you up with like a super sick verse right. and a great uplifting pre-chorus and then to kind of dump you into this chorus. Yeah, but one other thing. This song does remind me of another Weezer record. Another outlier of the record itself. Okay. Specifically. Wait, look, can I guess? Sure. Chris, you guess this? Yeah. Were you going to give a hint there? Or were you I was going to give a little hint. I'll give the hint. The hint is specifically in River's vocal performance right out of the gate. Like right out of the gate of the very, very first lyric he says in the verse. Maybe slob? That's a very good guess. Kind of like slob. I was going to say, do you want to get high ah. off the White Album? Yeah, Seriously, yeah. listen to those two songs back to back because I ended up doing that because I was like, this is reminding me of it. Is it reminiscence? Like, it's the same sort of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. deep guttural. When he's saying, like, crush up the blue. Mm-hmm. Oh. I just realized he says that Whoa. too. So he much could blue. Say, crush up the jazz. Crush up the jazz. I think the song should have been Blue Like Meth. I think that would have been a much better uh, working, all the lyrics can be about Breaking title, Bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would listen to the shit out of that. That'd be funny. Maybe that'd be more fun. I don't, I don't know. Uh, maybe it's because, you know, I have a jazz degree, so like I'm insulted by River's mm. casual reference. Maybe. God, what? I've ne- that's literally... I've never been a bigger dickhead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that says a lot. Let's move on. Let's go. What if I was to say hell no? I'm not your soldier boy. I'd laugh as your life comes crashing down like the fall of Troy. You left me on a mountainside. Chris, I'm a little concerned. We're agreeing way too much so far in this. Uh, Why does that concern you? I don't know. It makes me think we're both wrong. At least when we're differing, people are going to listen and go like, well, right. I'm on Team Younger. I'm well, I mean, team- like you said earlier, one of us has bad Weezer opinions and the other just emulates. <laughs> we're just sticking to the formula, baby. Yep. 
That's how we do it. Oh my God. So Chris, tell me this. Opposite of me, is it the opposite of a song you dislike? I have to think about that. That's confusing how you said it. <laughs> uh, it is the opposite of something. I, I, this song is so average to answer that. <laughs> it is not. It's the opposite of a song that makes me think, <laughs> to be honest. Um, uh, yeah, I agree. It's, it's, it's mid. This song is... I just said that. Never mind. I'm a bigger dickhead now. I no. just said mid. Dude, everyone says mid now. Nah, I know, but mid I'm, I'm going to be 40 this cap. year. Yeah, you are a little old to be saying that kind of vernacular. That's true. I'm a little mid-aged to be saying mid. <laughs> nice one. <laughs> Thanks. Christopher, I completely agree. Let's talk about it. Oh, no. More agreement. No, this is great. Um, I feel like right. the first note that I wrote is that the bridge doesn't feel like it fits the song. It's, it feels so jarring. Um, yeah, weirdly, it was there in the original acoustic demo. That's the crazy thing when hmm. I listened to that. I was like, "Wow, this bridge was this bridge." The lyrics were different, but that minor metal sound was there. Here's the question: Is he talking about himself here again, or is this like a? Are these the characters being like, "I want to be uh, different than who I actually am"? Like, I'm an angel, and I want to be the opposite of that. This is where the concept and the man, the writer, the creator, Rivers, clash a little bit because I think if this was more embraced as a truly honest song about himself, which I don't think that's where it started. In fact, it was much more fantastical initially, you know, sure. like wearing an elven robe and having peacock hair. He yeah. references it twice in the original peacock hair. Whatever the hell that, that is, exactly. Um, which is the opposite of Rivers. He does not have peacock hair. No. Whatever that is. Right. Anyway, if it was more personal, this could be a, a great song. It's a great concept for a song. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be a really slick lyric. I don't think that's what we have here. No. And then in the bridge, it goes to being more about this overarching concept whatever that is. Uh, so it kind of removes itself uh, from the core of the song, which is, yeah, the opposite of me. That's what I should be, you mm-hmm. know? And even he recognizes the redundance of what he's saying. But he's like, yeah, and if you couldn't tell, I want to be somebody else. It's <laughs> like, yeah, no, we got it. We got it. We got, <laughs> we got it. it, bud. You've already said it a lot. We got it. That said, uh, I know what you mean about the bridge. And boy, from where the song starts, if you just like skip ahead two minutes and then hear the bridge, you're like, that's the same song I don't understand. It doesn't make any sense. Maybe that's what's cool about it. I don't know. It's kind of a cool part unto itself. Yeah. Oh, Good drumming, cool oh, yeah. harmony, like, cool. Totally. If anything, it belongs in blue like jazz. <laughs> right. That would have been a cool uh, course like for that. that. Um, um, yeah. And I, I love the lyric I'll say right now. Uh, I'll be right there in front of the portico. Me too. A portico. I love a portico. Uh, I, I, listen, I'm on portico Reddit like every day. The this Reddit. guy right here, folks, when I look at Chris, this is the kind of guy... This is the kind of guy that likes a portico. Portico's veranda. Oh, very nice. How do you feel about a gazebo? Eh. Mid. No, actually, I love gazebo. I have a, <laughs> I have a very soft spot for a gazebo. Because Would you of, ever get married in a gazebo? Uh, or or a, if, if I were to get married, gazebo. Uh, weirdly, you struck a chord with me because I, I have a very warm association with gazebos in my current relationship. So oh, I would have said no until my current shit. relationship, but I, I would argue that we kind of fell for each other while sitting and by a gazebo. So it actually is more meaningful I didn't meaningful even know me. that. Yeah, oh my yeah, goodness. On Martha's Vineyard. So. Wow. Yeah. That's adorable. It is. Uh, yeah, it's very sweet. So I, I know when you say that word, it makes me warm. But before I would have said like, oh, it's like that John Mulaney joke about the gazebo built during the Civil War. I don't know that He joke. was like, when, when we saw him, he told the joke. But obviously we forget jokes. Like I, I forget most jokes I ever hear or tell. But uh, he was in Connecticut and he saw a gazebo in a park and walked up to it and it said like erected 1863. And he was like, wait, 
that's during the Civil War. Like, who? There's a war tearing up country part. You know what we should build right now? A gazebo. Yeah, something to be inside, but also outside. <laughs> so that's kind of his bit about it. I, I didn't do it justice, but. No, no, I, I get the point. Hold on, let me do a line of coke and maybe I'll be able to deliver it better. Ooh, Ooh Johnny Mole. Yeah. Johnny wow. Mole. <laughs> Got him. Got him. That said, uh, there is some interesting musical merit to this song. Now, I, upon listening to this, before I ever had a guitar in my hand, maybe the most forgettable song on the record mm. to, to my ears. Totally. Uh, those certain things stood out to me, and we just heard it when we listened to the song. Um, we heard that line, you have no right to be surprised, and there's a very distinct chord change there, right? It's doing a kind of a standard, almost like Green Album-esque Weezer pre-chorus. So we're in the key of E. Mm-hmm. We kind of do standard stuff, three to six there, G sharp minor to C sharp minor, and then it goes G sharp minor to C major. That function, it's a flat six in the key of E. That's yeah. something we hear in Dope Nose when he goes like, yeah, this Dope Nose. Oh, he yeah. goes to the equivalent chord there. So it's not unprecedented. And it's the equivalent of almost going to a minor four hmm. like we hear in Buddy Holly. That's what you hear leading into the choruses. But what's interesting here, and this is something I've never heard him do, is he goes to that C chord and then just stays in C. I want to be somebody else, be somebody else, the opposite of, listen to this, B minor 7 flat 5, the opposite of me. So we start this song in the key of E, get to the key of C by using a C chord. Like, that's a weird move, man. Hmm. Really weird move and very cool. Also, the use of that B minor 7 flat 5, which I heard definitely when I listened to it because it's, it's just a distinct sound. And I think most of us would know that sound from... Uh, I will survive. Listen to this. like one of the only popular usages of that seven chord in a key b minor seven flat five in the key of c mm. in a popular song generally it's used in latin jazz and some classical music sure but sure. it doesn't find its way into many rock songs so just to hear that kind of organically infused into that part kind of cool but that chorus is something that rivers could write in his sleep right even with that chord it's something that's just there it's just the next chord you go to yeah but approaching it the way he did that's what makes it interesting to me mm. Just shifting point. from E major to C major in that kind of pivot is something I've abrupt. never heard before. It's a, it feels abrupt, but to me, it's exciting. Yeah. But it also, and, and frankly, I didn't even notice it changed. Like, I noticed that chord, but it didn't occur to me what that chord was doing until I had a guitar man. I was like, oh, no, it just stays here. Oh, amazing. Oh, I just assumed to return to E, just because that's what most songs do. Sure. This is where, like, kind of your expectation game messes you up as a musician sometimes. It's like, oh, I bet this chord's next. Whoops. Because a lot of times live, like I don't necessarily know the songs I'm playing. I'm intuiting them, right? Yeah. That's how it is playing along with the record for the first time. And Mm. and I I was like pleasantly surprised by that. It's also really interesting. Be somebody, the opposite of me. And then he just stays on E. And it's cool. This is one other thing that's cool. In the original demo, in the verses, he did a more obvious progression. He went E. To A, to da, to E. But on the recorded version, they use the two chord. He, they. <laughs> it's Rivers, come on. Uh, well, unless Bell was like, hey, that's boring. We do that all the time. Let's go to the two, which I could see it him could, doing. Yeah, certainly. Actually. Or maybe it was Robopop. He goes, 
And then when you go to the A next. I've never heard that before. Yeah, that feels very who. Yes. You hear that in like Pinball Wizard. They do a thing Yes, like that. they do. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what really I was do. thinking. Oh, baby. Let's do Chrissy Plays Radio Hits from the 70s. Oh, uh, oh that's from 69, though, that, right? So, um, greatest well, year of all time. What'd you say, position? Gre- well, it's the greatest year because it emulates the greatest position. <laughs> That's right. That's why it's so great. That's true. Um, High class material here on We Stop. Oh, my God. Oh, he's bringing really the quality. We just literally did uh, five minutes on music theory, and then we had to go and bring the blood. there. (laughs) (laughs) What else do we want to say? Oh, man. Do you have a Radis riff here? Because I definitely do. Mm, Yes. I actually really do enjoy the harmonized guitar (laughs) riff at the very end with that little kind of piano cascade underneath it. Yeah, I like that. It's really great. And that also very much reminds me of another Weezer record. Based on the guitar tone and the the solo, can you take a guess? Sonically in the guitar, I would say U-Bait. You got it. Nailed it. It sounds like it could be future scope. Absolutely. Yeah. It also shows us how much better Green could have been if they had embraced this approach to guitar solos. Yes. This is not a shreddy guitar solo. It's a melody. Mm-hmm. But it's a melody that emerges organically out of all the melodies that came before. And not a copy-paste. It's not a restatement. Carbon copy. Obviously, that's the most commonly said thing about Green, and I was about to say it too, and I completely agree. The guitar solos are just the melodies. Yes, but if they just embraced counter melody like they had here, right. development of melody, that album I think would be a lot higher in people's estimation. It really because it's there's nothing wrong with that album. No, but it's just so flat. Mm-hmm. This chorus could be on the Green album, right? That chord progression I just played. Oh my God, it's a Green album. Yes, but the guitar part here takes it up a level. Yeah, even if I don't love everything about the song because I do not. It's not necessarily like a four or five star song or anything. Mm-hmm. I just, but there's compositional quirks, nuances, details that I think do take it to a higher level than more mid Weezer. Sure. Um, that for sure is, is my raddest riff. I also love that that part ends on a B note in the melody. Wow. Which is just a great sound to me. That is a great sound. You also hear that in another Weezer song, and I believe on the same chord, but tuned down half step, in um, Tired of Sex, Before the Coda. Yeah, Minor nice. nines, the only other place I can think of a sound like that on a Weezer record on guitar. Oh, you cool. Know? And I love that, but uh, let's... Talk a moment about the coda of this song. Okay, yeah. Because, I mean, it's something you almost don't notice upon first glance. Mm. A minor to C. Surprising chord there. It is. A minor C to F is nothing. Right. But then that fourth chord is B flat, which you so would not expect there. Hmm. You hear this and you think it's going to be like House of the Rising Sun or something. Pretty much. Right? 
but going to that B flat, all of a sudden you're like, oh no, the functions of these chords are so different than what I thought. And it resolves to A minor from B flat, not to F or something you would maybe otherwise expect. Mm. Plus we just heard a B note, and now we're hitting a B flat. Ooh, wow. So you're really not that expecting set, it yeah. based on context. So I just love that little part, and the doo-doos, of course, remind me of Black Album. We do like That would be one of the better parts on the Black Album is that outro. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Every once in a while, we like a good doo-doo. Absolutely. I think I maybe after this next song, I'd like one. Okay. You good to hang for about 33 minutes? I'll allow it. <laughs> uh, but anything else to say about this song? I liked how we talked about it, even though we're both not that excited about it. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's one. It's a mid-song, but it's more interesting to talk about than some of the other ones, I suppose. In yeah. its own way. Would it be better with a better lyric? Probably. Yeah. If, if it was entirely about porticos, would it be better? Uh, yeah. I mean, you have to incorporate all the outdoor covered spaces that are outdoors. That's true. Maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. A litany. Uh, yeah. Talk about a list. That'd yeah. be amazing. Oh, my God. Yeah, you should. <laughs> uh, I wish we they, knew more. Because they all yeah. end in, oh, portico, gazebo, verando. verando. <laughs> That's the masculine veranda. Correct. Yes. <laughs> Anyway, what, what is next? Um, oh, okay. What's the good of being good? Walking in these hallowed halls In a way, I'm actually most intrigued to hear your thoughts about this song. Because mm. it's one that probably my feelings about it have evolved the most over my preparation for the podcast. Okay. Um, also, mid. Okay. <laughs> better or but worse than opposite? Better. I agree. Better. I get I, I, another huge... Uh, this song transports me to another Weezer record. Me too. Instantly. Uh, not because of the drum and bugle chord at the front. Not necessarily. No, no, no. no. Yeah. After that, after that, that I guess like I should say. Bit. I guess I should not say instantly. After that little whatever. I demo. think. It, I think we're on the same page. Is it make believe? Yes. <laughs> Straight up. Maybe everyone else has thought it too, but like we've never talked about it. And then funny. I and then I looked back. I listened to every song on make believe. Not all. The, not pity. all the way through. Yep. It was. This is such a pity. Damage in your heart. And a little. A little bit of freak me out. Freak me out a little bit. Yep. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's like the combination of like the drum tone and the drum beat and just the, I don't know how to describe it, the, the guitar tone mm -hmm. and, and everything about it. Yes. It's just, 
straight up it's make-believe. a make-believe thing hilarious uh, that said if it was on make-believe it'd be one of my three favorite songs on yes make-believe. yes Damn it. <laughs> I'm going to hate us both. I'm going to have, one of these days, I'm going to have my own opinion. <laughs> no, that was your opinion. I agreed with it. No, that's not true. I said it first. Uh, Rupert's also said uh, on his Discord that the bridge of this song would give listeners, would give listeners, would, that's people who listen to Lizzo, would give listeners, quote, major goosebumps, uh, the bridge of this song. Do you agree with that? I'm trying to remember the bridge now. That's when it goes to 3-4, and it's about best friend, drags you through the whatever. Oh, yeah, the, dragging you through the mud. Yeah. That part's kind of cool. That part's sick, but like, I, I don't know if it's the major goosebumps. Maybe it's like R.L. Stein's mid-work. <laughs> <laughs> Those books very rarely gave me goosebumps, actually. Except for Night of the Living Dummy. That was my favorite. Night of the Living Dummy! <laughs> that shit scares the shit out of me. It really does. That's funny. Living Dolls. I want to see that new movie, Megan. Oh, sure. I, I'm too scared to watch it, but... Uh, actually... I'm a real wuss when it comes to movies. Scary movies. Honestly. Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, I haven't watched too many horror movies these days. Right. It's been a long time. High school all the time, like that was the thing. Yeah, sure, sure. You know, you're hanging with the girlfriend or the boyfriend, and uh, you snuggle up and you get cozy, and you you know, it's kind of your excuse to be close. It's like Michael Jackson at the end of Thriller. What's the problem, baby? I'll take you home. <laughs> Thr- <laughs> Just like Thriller that. Thriller <laughs> used to scare the shit out of me. If I was in a dark room, mm. when he turns up to that girl... Go away! That I mean that me those fuck. Those, I wouldn't say prosthetics, but that that oh yeah, it was prosthetics. That makeup, that transformation, that was ahead of its time. No, really, truly, was. yeah, I, I completely agree. That freaked me out. Anyway, this song is not freak me out. The aforementioned. No, it is not freak me out. The song uh, freak me out. But is it better than freak me out? I, I, okay, so here's the thing with me. I love freak me out. Me too. We I think we are in the minority there, but city I still streets stand at night. Do you love the streets or the song? See, that's. I mean, it depends on the city. Good point. And depends on the night. Streets of Pawtucket, all doom. And not night. Stay <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. away on the night. I mean, the amount of crackhead meth fights I've seen outside my bedroom door. <laughs> or bedroom window, I should say. <laughs> bedroom, bedroom window. Door, no, not, 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 not in the hallways of our apartment. But well, That was just me. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, yeah, the thing with this is, when I first listened to Summer, I don't even think I noticed this song. I mean, like, not that I skipped it. I'm just saying it was, it was there. I didn't notice it, like, Oh God, I'm groaning like the chorus is blue like jazz, which again, that was just a disappointment. It wasn't mm-hmm. like this sucks. It was like, oh, I wish this was better. And the scratches on records, Jesus Christ. Yeah, rough. I really, I LOL. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one just kind of slipped through the cracks. Uh, and then when I really started paying attention, and then I guess especially when I had a guitar on my lap and was playing along with it, I was like, man, this does stuff that Rivers doesn't always do. The verse has a certain patience to it and sprawl mm-hmm. to what it does. See, like Weezer kind of has their thing. They write a good chord progression. It's usually three or four chords. Mm-hmm. They repeat it for a while. They do a pre-chorus, do a chorus. Usually the next time through the chorus, they develop the chorus. It's like they have their thing. Yeah, definitely. These seasoned songs have kind of broken that he's a little trying. bit. Yeah, he's definitely trying new stuff. Angels on Vacation and these kind of things. And obviously in the past, The Greatest Man Who Ever Lived, and there's been a lot of songs that have broken that mold. Some right. successfully, some less so, but... They've tried, but at their core, at his core, Rivers has a way of writing a clean pop song. Totally. What's cool about this chord progression in the verses is it just kind of goes. Like, it's, it like never repeats. Mm. You know, it'll return to the first chord, which is E minor, but it, then we'll go to a different chord the next time. But it's so logical and sensible, and it just weaves through the melody beautifully, or I should say the melody weaves above it Yeah, I would assume he wrote the vocal melody after he had had the chord progression. Yeah, maybe. It, it, they just fit together so perfectly. Most, most of the time, that's how it goes, I feel. Oftentimes, yeah. Sometimes they come together. Sometimes you have just a really good riff or chord progression and record it and then go like, 
I got to sing over that at some point. Uh, most of these demos that I've heard, or maybe all of them, have just been acoustic guitar and voice. So it shows that maybe they all started there. Mm. You know, he wasn't writing on piano or he wasn't demoing instrumental tracks and then putting vocal. It just feels like songs he sat and wrote. Yeah. And maybe that's what's good about some of these songs, you mm. know, and very natural to him. They all feel, even in their sprawl, they still feel within a comfort zone. Yeah, I'm with you. And there's, you know, homages to previous records. It's funny, every song has kind of evoked something within us from a previous Weezer record without it being a ripoff, mm. right? Like, I don't think this is like a classic-sounding Weezer record. Like, I don't think any of these songs could have been on Blue. Mm, no way. No. Right? Not at all. Like, even if they were produced by Rico Kasich in 1994, I don't think they would have fit on Blue. Like, they're, it's a different band that mm -hmm. writes this song. Yes. But yet still feels tethered to the core of who Rivers is as a creator mm -hmm. while, while playing with that. Um, what do you think of the song title and the song lyrics slash sentiment? Um, it makes me confused because I'm still trying to figure out who it's about if they're sticking with the theme. Okay, it, it, I don't it think fits. they are. It fits, which is the most frustrating part. Right. Like, what's the good of being good? Why are we angels? We're going to fucking wreck shit up. We're going to make things crazy. You see this song title... And you have a sense that this is a song about morality. Mm -hmm. Then you hear the song and you go, this is not about that, right? This is a song about accomplishment. Mm. Meaning, what's the good of being good at something if I don't have human connection in my life, if I don't have love, if I don't have a family? Yeah, yeah. So it's not about goodness. Right. It's about accomplishment. Yeah. It's about rising. And what's kind of cool to me about this, and again, it's something I would never know. You know me, I don't really pay attention to lyrics unless they really stand out as bad, honestly. And unless it's a lyrical format like folk music, where mm -hmm. lyrics are much more prominent, um, or hip-hop. I didn't notice this the first time through, but I mean, Rivers, I think, is singing from the point of view of a professor, like an elite academic in an institution, walking down these hallowed halls with these bearded men on the wall and stuff. You yep. know, these great philosophers or academics that came before me, and now I am accomplishing things and respected in this field, but I don't have love in my life. Mm. You know, what good is it if I don't have a wife and a daughter? Yeah, yeah, and now, yeah. I think that second verse is kind of silly and embarrassing and like, you know, the daughter to dote upon and all this stuff until I give her away on her wedding day. Like, mm -hmm. listen, it tells a good story, line to line, thought to thought. It's not like my favorite Rivers lyric ever. Right. But I like that he's writing outside himself. I like that he's writing something that means something to him because I'm sure it's something he's thought about. I'm a famous rock and roll musician. I'm one of the most influential musicians of the last 30 years sure. in my genre. Yeah. And I'm still doing it mm -hmm. and playing stadiums, you know, with right. other And he's doing bands. it, yeah, more than anyone else, really. Right. I mean, they couldn't do it themselves, but you team together with Green Day and Fall Out Boy and you can do it. Mm -hmm. And put on a great show. And, and he's arguably writing way more, way more and way better music than like Billy Joe is. Yeah. No, like, Billy Joel, it's pronounced. No, no, no. Will, William Joel. No. Well, first of all, his friends kill, call him. <laughs> no, I couldn't even get the joke. <laughs> yeah, out. I love that joke. <laughs> his friends call him William. Yeah, uh, you know Billy Joe. Uh, I agree, but Billy Joe is, of course, toyed with one being prolific. About ten years ago, Uno Dos Trace, right? They, mm -hmm. they put out three records at right. once, and all three of them were trash. Yeah, I think the best part of that is Quattro, which is the documentary about the making of the records. I should watch that. Kind of fun. Yeah. I really should watch. It's that. a good watch. Uh, but anyway, I, yeah. I, um, I agree with you. I think Rivers is pushing himself more than any of those people. Mm -hmm. Though Fall Out Boy, of course, has a new record coming out, and Rivers just cameoed in their most recent music video. Maybe I'll listen to it if I'm really bored. I've heard it just because it's what was popping up whenever this album ended when I was listening mm -hmm. to it, and I'd be like, yeah. oh no, Fall Out Boy, pause. <laughs> like, <laughs> No offense, sorry. Yeah, I don't want to fuck up my algorithm. Sorry, Pete. <laughs> no. Oh, Pete Wentz. Yeah. I think my Pete Cameron. No, 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 no. 
Um, so lyrically, once I started to understand what he was singing about, it started working for me better. Yeah, I'm trying to think here. Any big standouts? I actually, I have to say, I do really like the, I don't know if you would call it the bridge or the the interlude, like the dragging your name through the mud and, like yeah, I think the, that's con- the, and the constant build and then almost going to a chorus, but then coming back uh, and doing it a second time through with different, slightly different lyrics. I actually really like that. And then the falsetto that he sings in the choruses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like epic. Yeah, you're going to finish last. It's, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's amazing. Even Even the first hit of being good mm-hmm. you know when he gets up to that note it's yep. like whoa yeah sweet um i like the vocal melody a lot in the chorus me too i like the vocal melody in the verse absolutely that's yeah. very classically minded too kind of a sequence yeah you know oh yeah very much so following the same contour but moving through different chords mm-hmm. very cool and the classic walk down kind of thing you know Never heard Weezer do that before. Exactly. <laughs> but it feels, I won't say fresh here, but it, it, this is like a slightly different context, mid-tempo, great melody. I mean, a great melody can make up for the lamest chord progression. Totally. It you happens know? all the time. What do you think about the transitions into the choruses? Do you notice anything abrupt. quirky about them? A little abrupt. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little confused by them. And then it's pretty much, I mean, I don't know the theory behind the the chord progression and everything, but it just goes from that sort of walk down thing, and then all of a sudden Wilson's just like, and then just oh, that's getting back to the verses, I think, oh, or or getting into the choruses, I think so. Okay, yeah, it's a weird thing, and what it does is add a measure of two four time. So the hmm. song's in four four time, and and I will say the rhythm section on this song, they're not doing anything flashy at all, but it's got a good pocket. It's got a really good pocket, really good feel, and it's just a strong four. I think Shriner's kind of playing almost Matt Sharp style, just down-picked bass. Nice. Like, the strings are rattling, and it's kind of all over the place. And yeah, I it's so funny. It. I don't hear too much of the bass in this record. No. I think it's more of a, an ambiance yeah. and less of a pronounced thing. It's not To be honest, form. I don't really hear. I think I feel the bass more than I hear it, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. He's not really doing any lines that break away from no, not the at all. roots, really. Yeah. He doesn't really need to, you know? But maybe R- Rivers is just like, keep playing the root. Yeah. You're doing great. Don't shrine too bright now. No, no, no. Keep Don't chewing, too bright. Keep chewing on that toothpick, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you just play the root. And he's like, got it, Rib. You got it. <laughs> Never mind. Great impression. Jesus. <laughs> That's really good. I don't know what the fuck he sounds like. Uh, I mean, yeah, I don't think I've ever he's heard him talk. He, he, he looks like he has a low voice. Right, but he sings like... He and Bell have very similar voices, weirdly. Mm. Um, but yeah, so leading into the chorus though, what's the good and down, down. Yeah, it's just a measure or two leading into that. And that reminds me kind of of Cleopatra. Oh yeah. Off of u which does a measure of five leading into the choruses. Right. And that's a walk down too. Man. Isn't that funny? Well, Rivers has his, uh, his tricks. He's got a shtick. I do find the, the transition back into the verses a little bit abrupt too just kind of but i really love what's the good in being good with that effect actually it sounds like that's running through a leslie too the vocal mm-hmm. is running through a warbly kind oh of yeah leslie it is sound. yeah it definitely is and they're just kind of ringing out a g chord but they're the vocal melody is singing f sharp over g chord so that's that major seven sound wow. which is kind of a unique thing but then it's like back to the verse you know, it doesn't kind of elegantly get back there. I know what you mean. There's a lot of abruptness. It almost feels like he has all these different pieces. That he's like, oh, this is a good part of a song. This is a good part of a song. And he's struggling to, to sew them up. 
He's struggling. <laughs> I don't even think we've heard the most abrupt of that. I don't think we've heard no. the best example of that yet. We're about we're going to soon. We're almost there. Yes. But I really do like how leading into the bridge, though I think it's an edit into the bridge. It's not the cleanest transition into three, four time. Mm-hmm. You know, but leading into it, I think they go, What's the good in being good? What's the good? You know, they move down to an F. Mm. Which is kind of interesting. This whole song's been in G. F sharp. Good and being good. And then it goes to... You know, so it's kind of like good compositionally, even if they don't perfectly execute it, perhaps, on the recording itself. Any laugh out loud lyric here? To me, it's just the bridge. None. There's like, I can't think of any. You know, you could say about the daughter to dote upon or whatever, but I, I don't think anything's really that goofy. Not particularly. But I do remember the first time I heard the bridge, I didn't have goosebumps, but I was thinking like, what kind of best friend would behave in this manner? I don't know. Younger would not do that to me. Sure would not. Never. No dragon. Mm-mm. I'd be bedraggled. Bedraggled? Yeah, that's a real word. Actually. Now. Yeah, it is. Yeah, bedraggled is. Yeah, it's like... like is that I, when you bedazzle a dragon? <laughs> Wow, yes. You know, see, you know that word. Yeah, yeah. And, oh, I really like uh, the outro guitar riff here. That's my raddest riff. Uh, replete with the tremolo picking, the palm muting, classic Cuomo lead tone. And you got to love the, let's go! <laughs> Which, of course, recalls surf wax, right? Love that. I think it's one of the best moments on the record, truly, is the let's go into that outro. So let's go into that outro <laughs> and then maybe uh, get rolling with the next song. Let's get that train rolling into Cuomoville. There's magic on a summer evening The fogs are croaking in the pond We're turning towards salvation Across the Rubicon All the day we work with our hands Digging in the dust and soil Planting peas and Next up, Cuomoville. Ah, under You're, that Tuscan sun. <laughs> Let me ask you this, Chris. If Cuomoville was a real place and, and Rivers Cuomo was the mayor, would you want to go there? Nah. Probably not, right? Nah. No. Nah. just like, everything would run on time. I'll, I'll give it that. Everything would run on time, but I feel like it would just be like a, a, such an average meh place like, um, hopefully we don't have any listeners here, like Sacramento. <laughs> 
oh shit dude have you seen our metrics sacramento is like one of our biggest markets no it is not that's so funny actually yeah are you serious yeah yeah yikes sorry sacramentans uh, well, how do you I, oh, what, sacramentites <laughs> <laughs> Wonder what are the you an a- anti-sacramentite um uh, I just, you know, it's just uh, well, well when it comes what's to the point of they're, being they're definitely not the kings of america that's for goddamn sure no but they're having a hell of a season they are having a hell of a season <laughs> Uh, I always say emphasis on the sack when I think of Sacramento. <laughs> nice. Thank you. Because that place is nuts. Oh. Okay, that's enough now. We're on that's fire. That's enough now, Chris. All right. I'm talking to myself. Shout out Sacramento. Cuomoville, what do you think? <sighs> this, to me, feels like the most piecemeal song on the record. Oh. In terms of the disjointedness between the, the bridge and the choruses. Oh, yeah, yeah, That one. Do you me. like the bridge and the choruses? I do. Yeah, me too. As independent units. Uh-huh. Uh, but I find, I just, just give me some transitions. I know. Just give me like one or two leading harmonies that get me into each. We just heard one on what's it good at being good leading exactly. into the... Just know. give me something. Yes. As opposed to like blatant stop, start an entirely different musical concept. Right. Blatant stop, go back to the song you were in. Rivers is, is it like arguably an expert bridge writer mm-hmm. and usually it, it breaks up the song perfectly and the, the bridge ends up being like your favorite part of the song and it brings you back for that last punchy chorus and then you're out of there this but bridge is sick though the bridge is sick but it's it's so disjointed yeah and so i don't weird. love that yeah but it is sick i'll just say this uh, and without any specific spoilers just wait until uh winter oh boy <laughs> <laughs> and also i will say just wait until the next song because to me that's the most abrupt song mm, of that all was of my that was my uh runner-up very but this close. one is right there with it i, I completely agree but that said but that being said i love the song so good kind of a grower as well mm-hmm, yes i put this and what's the good right around the same tier for me okay songs i you know cuomoville i noticed more just because i think the the hook, like like Cuomoville, mm-hmm. you just kind of go like, oh, what's this? You know, what's going on here? You know, right. it just grabs your ear more. But uh, they both, to me, have a lot of merit, especially musically and melodically. Certainly, a lot of merit, and I I love the bridge here. Such urgency, such ex- I mean, they don't get to it elegantly. I agree with that. I think they get out of it kind of elegantly, mm. strangely enough. Um, and we can talk about that a little bit. But uh, yeah, no, there's 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 a lot to like. I liked this song even more though once I had a guitar in my hand. I'm not going to lie, it, it revealed to me the true pleasures of this song, which are actually plentiful, you know? Um, I don't think I really have to go into the chord progression, but you can hear it. The, cor- the, the chorus is radical in it's, its chord progression. Like, one, it's a modulation. I don't know if you noticed that, but the verses here are in G. Just very simple. Again, G walk-down stuff. Two songs in a row. You know, just standard G, right. D over F sharp, E minor. But then it modulates into what key? Yeah, modulates then into the key of E. So we're in the key of G major, mm-hmm. and then we go to the key of E major. Oh, wow. Which is kind of unique. Things can't be kind of or really unique, but yeah. in this case, they are. I'll take, I'll take your word for it. Uh, yeah, no, and it is because E is the relative minor of G. It's very common to go to E minor from G. In fact, the previous right, song of course. went from E minor to G there it, you go. for the chorus, verse to the chorus. That made sense, right, people? Uh, but what happens here is we go from G major to E major, and there is one other Weezer song I could think of that pulls off that modulation. Ooh, what is it? It goes that wow. uh, Summer Lane and Drunk Dory goes from C major to A major, and it's just because Rivers wanted to sing the melody of the chorus up an octave in the higher register, but he couldn't do it in C. So he's like, well, I'll just... Do it in A. And they don't even set it up. They just 
go to A, and it kind of fucking it works. It really does work. It's like one of the great, you know, Weezer parts, mm. you know, in a way, is those choruses of that song. Yeah, it's like and no one ever goes... Favorite Weezer song. I know, exactly. So it's like, it's, it doesn't feel abrupt then. But um, that's another example. So this is the equivalent of that, only it goes from G major to E major. Mm. Same relationship. Okay, very cool. Um, you just hear surprising changes throughout... It's almost like where is my mind? Yeah, it's true. And then it gets back to the verse. It's like, whoa, wait, what just happened? Like a lot just happened. Yeah. But um they kind of pull it off. They kind of pull it off. The riffs in the bridge I just think are really cool. Those oh, Phrygian. Oh, I'm so into it. So great. And then just I don't think I've heard Weezer play with this much fire collectively as a band since White since parts of white, yeah. Of uh, the just that I know he's just and he's on the belting end. it out to oh like taste your own medicine. I Oof. love oh, so good. That's the goods, it's cool, and especially too, like the, it starts like that whole progression is minor and then it goes fully into major, fully major. And then what happens is out of that, that so that kind of takes us to the key of F. Weirdly, this whole song's been in G and E major, and then all of a sudden we're in F, and then the last chorus is in F. Huh. So it sounds exactly like here in Cuomoville, but it's up a half step. Oh man, Again, nothing. So they, new. Got a, they got a key change in there, they got but they change. were able to disguise it. The fact that we didn't notice it makes it elegant. Yeah, because I mean, that's isn't that like the most annoying, overused? Yeah, the, up the, half, the step half step, the half step. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> neither of us finished. <laughs> yeah. Because we both said it in yeah. our brains. It's absolutely right. Well, it's like, uh, do you remember the the Michael Bolton? big sexy valentine's day special on netflix that yeah. scott ackerman directed and yeah. wrote and then there's the bit with uh my rudolph where she's like can i get a key change babe <laughs> and she just keeps singing the same thing and like it keeps going up a half step and a half step and a half step <laughs> until she like basically can't sing anymore <laughs> and i'm like oh yeah that's uh that's some whitney houston shit yeah i think beyonce even had a song not too too i mean not too, too i mean long, who, who too, has it but like that just keeps like literally does that but like means it <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, just yeah, like, like, oh, whoa, she's still going. Jesus. It's because she can. Because she can. Because she Doesn't can. mean she should. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. Just like this lyric. All hail the Roman soldiers in their winged chariots. My I, laughable lyric. Yeah. Rivers because can. he's trying Because he's trying to shove winged into a one-syllable <laughs> thing again. In their winged... I know. At first, I th- the first time I heard it, I thought, and I'm you know doing my classic thing where I don't fucking hear a lyric correctly. Sure. I, I thought that he was just saying weird. <laughs> in their weird chariots. <laughs> just like, that's his burn. Those that's his tricked out, man. That's why he's like just burning the Romans. He's like, dude, they're weird ass chariots. No, that was Nero, I believe, who burned oh, Rome. Oh, God. Man, you are on fire. I'm a font. <laughs> Winking motherfucker. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> Is that your laughable lyric? Winged? No, no. I actually like the... um. Across the Rubicon. Oh, yeah, sure. In the, in the first verse. And then digging in the Tuscan soil, I like that too. Oh, yeah. Originally, it was New England soil in the demo, so maybe it was more about where he grew up, mm. toiling in the New England soil of yeah. Eastern Connecticut. It's so rocky. It is, yeah. It's just so many pebbles and stones. Mm. It's hard to grow. Do you have, because the riff I'm about to talk about grows something of mine, uh, do you have a radish riff? <laughs> I put down the entire, uh, basically, the breakdown into the bridge into the final chorus. Like basically the last like 45 to 60 seconds of the song. It was, it's really tough to narrow down here. I, I, I ended up just going with Rivers 
vocal variation, the classic last chorus vocal variation. Fifty-two-year-old man, good shit. Still doing it, man. He sounds still great. Doing the thing. I'm excited to hear him when he's seventy. I bet he's still gonna be doing pretty good. Maybe he takes very good care of himself. So he does. He absolutely does. Drinks a lot of water. That's tr- <laughs> water. <laughs> R.I.P. Gallagher, by the way. Did if he you understand, he did actually recently. Gallagher won. Uh, yeah, within the past six months. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, we're gonna have a surplus of watermelons. <laughs> <laughs> what are we gonna Floppy do? hats, watermelons, they're just going to be everywhere. Oh, jeez. We're tripping over them in the streets. I figured that's why they brought them on in the first place. The watermelon industry was like, listen, we have just, we have, there is a surplus. And we got to keep, keep, keep the, the demand. Prices. Exactly. We got to keep the demand high. We can't go the way of a banana. No. Bananas have to be the cheapest good thing in the world. The cheapest good thing. That's a really interesting point. I would say eggs, but eggs are really expensive, expensive as right fuck now. right now. Yeah. I was listening to a piece on NPR that eggs are the highest inflated item in, they are, yeah. in the inflation. I just read that today. By like, what, 400% or something like that? It's insane. I know. Good thing I don't eat eggs. Is that true? Well, I'm vegan, homie. Man, I don't even know you anymore. <laughs> it's okay. I was about to cook up some Hamburg. Sounds great. I'll <laughs> smell it and tell you that it smells great. <laughs> I'll eat the bun. <laughs> <laughs> it's not gluten-free. Is that okay? I can deal with that. Chris, we got to keep moving. Okay. Because it's almost time to say thank you and good night. In the first game of my rookie season, I was way out of my Right, this is a song uh, I think would have fit perfectly on Van Weezer. Yes. How do you think it fits here? Good. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little bit of a trick question. Yeah, this is my favorite song. Cool. This is my favorite song of the seven, for sure. Wow. Definitely. How did you, do you remember the first time you heard it? I do, yeah. And I think because it was the seventh song, I don't know if I was necessarily fatigued because, I mean, it's 24 minutes or 22 minutes all in, whatever it is. But yeah, I think... I was like, all right, this is actually pretty sick. This is like really cool. But it doesn't like hit you over the head right from the get-go. It's not just like, oh my God, this is going to be so sweet. But I think it's just like, it keeps going and keeps changing. And like you said earlier, it does feel quite um, piecemeal, I suppose. Yeah, aggressively so, but yeah. maybe not to its detriment. He but- just has a lot of thoughts and he has like, <laughs> too many thoughts in his head. And <laughs> uh, he just wants to put them all out there and whether they flow or whether they go together, so be it. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever happens, happens. The song is going to be... The song. Um, weirdly, there's an acoustic demo of this, and it's basically this. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, kind of crazy. Yeah. So answer me this. Uh-huh. When he's singing the interlude, which is one of the coolest parts uh, of the song. What is the inter- There's so many parts. Right. What do you mean? According to Genius lyrics, the uh-huh. interlude would have been the part where it's like, strap in, put a headset on, inject the helium, my joystick in my hand, we yaw from side to side, toggle to give it thrust, keep focused on the task, up, up, up we go, we're gaining forward speed. Yeah. What's happening there? What's going on? What is that? 
uh, lyrically? Yeah, is that is that the angels? Are they going back to heaven? Man, I don't think this song... His hand is on the joystick, dude. I don't think this song holds together lyrically at all. And in fact, the original name of this song was Monday Night Football. What? And it was actually about Monday Night Football. And Rivers the chorus strike was... me as the type to be into football. No, I don't think he is at all. And I guess he wrote it, and it was in that form around the time they played the draft. Mem- remember, we oh, talked yeah. about it on the last uh, episode we did that I saw that performance, and he wanted to do it there, and Crush Manjum was like, it's a little too on the nose. <laughs> I think it's a little too on the nose. Because about being drafted and entering your rookie season, mm-hmm. and I'm aspiring to be on Monday Night Football. That's literally what it's about. And they changed it to thank you and good night. But somehow the lyrics worked. I, I'll see, I'll, I'll rip it, I'll put in the audio here. So yeah, so that's worse <laughs> than this. I'm not sure what "Thank You and Good Night" has to do with being an athlete. It has to do with the joystick and the yaw. No, from I'm not side sure. I don't know. I really don't. Listen, I think this is a fascinating song. I think it's a great ride. Yeah, I'm not sure it's a great song. In fact, I'm 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 pretty sure it's not. I think it's less than some of its parts. But I also love the parts. So okay, I'm very divided. I, like it's not an ultimate Weezer song. It's not four and a half or five stars for me. But, like, it's very, very fun to listen to. It was very, very fun to learn. And it probably has, like, more highlights than any other song on this record. Mm. Just unto itself. You go, like, oh, yeah, that part. Oh, I forgot about this. You know, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. And it's short, too. It's like, what? Four minutes, five seconds. Man, that's not, well, I guess that's a little long. But, I mean. But it's not nearly as long as getting this many ideas. True. Yeah. I love the meter of the chorus. Like how he how he sings it the and then it's a good melody and just like ain't no kid on crutches yeah which I think that may be a reference to him as a youth I was thinking that yeah though I don't think he was on obviously Rivers' legs were two different lengths and then he was on crutches in his mid twenties after they became famous and his legs broken and extended which is crazy and he was on crutches so I feel like that's what he's channeling there which. Great, something personal. Yeah, like I understand that absolutely. But against the lyrics that surround it, it doesn't really resonate on any emotional level. It's just like, oh, I think that's a reference to that. Cool. I don't know. That's that's kind of interesting. But I I agree. It's a very good melody. I I think that melody would fit right in on Ubate. It reminds me a lot. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes. 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 Took the words out of my mouth. But the intro is would only be on Van Weezer. You right. would not hear that on any other Weezer record. Yeah. Even a heavy record like Ubate or Maladroit, that would have been the heaviest thing on any of those. True. And I definitely don't think of summer when I hear that intro. Mm. No, you know? you're definitely thinking because for you, summer. It's <laughs> just like classic. Yeah, I know. Like, what is he going for? I will also note this is the only song on the record uh, that's tuned down a half step. Usually, Weezer is tuned down a half step ever since Blue Album they've been, but uh, this one is the only one that's actually in E flat. All the rest are actually in concert. Like, this is a concert G. That's what a lot okay. of those these songs have been in. So, just figured I'd note that for anyone who wants to play along on guitar, like you don't really have to have two guitars unless you want to do this song. Nice, because uh, he's playing. And that has that's clearly open. Mm-hmm. You have to be an E flat to get that sound. Got it. I'm not currently an E flat, in case you're wondering, but you got it. Yeah, I do. 
Um, what's your favorite part of this song? There's a lot of parts. What's your favorite individual Ooh, part segment? Good, good question. There's things I like about most of them, but I just I'm just curious. If I had to, I underwrite a riff. I literally wrote where to start. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think the the droning guitar of the of the outro, just like the the I'll be seeing you's yeah. at the very end. Yeah. It weirdly is going G major to G minor, right? Parallel. It's so weird. Yeah, what's happening in that outro? outro. Yeah, that one really does feel U bait to me. Yeah, like that whole yeah. outro. So I think that would probably be my my favorite part. Cool part. And maybe it's just because I like U bait so much yeah. that I'm just like this song just makes me. What's funny on U bait? Like we were like, yeah, this is good. It's not the greatest, but like when you think about it, you go like, actually, elementally, that's kind, of, kind of such of a sick greatest. record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, I really love the what I would call the beginning of the end part. Mm. That's literally the bridge of beginning of the end is the bridge of this song. Like oh, it, damn. they just reuse it, but it's on steroids. It's on amphetamines. It is just ramped up and ratcheted up to a hundred. Is it faster? Actually, it's it's faster here. It's louder, uh, but uh, just that chromatic rise. Oh, I'm trying to think of what key it's in. Like at that, this is how you know it's a complicated song. At that point in the song, I can't remember what key the song's in. Jeez, like I was about to play it, but I learned it like five days ago now, and I don't actually remember. Um, and the lyrics you mentioned earlier, the da, 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 that part, mm-hmm. I really like that part. It's so straightforward. Like literally, it's just a, a triad, right? Da, da, ba, ba, da, da. Just an, a G flat chord. Yeah. But then they keep that same melody as they move to the four chord, which is technically, annoyingly, a C flat, a B, of course, we would call it. But mm-hmm. in that context, it's a C flat. So it creates this sound. Da, da, ba, da, da, da. Over the C, which is a major nine tonality, which you never hear in rock music, you never hear from Weezer. And it sounds so beautiful. And it's done with the vocal melody. The chords are just kind of ringing out power chords. I mean, really. Or for anything, just a normal major chord. That's pretty cool. Mm. Um, and then out of that, it returns to kind of a slow chorus, right? Yes, it does. But it's up a half step. So now it's in concert B. Night and good luck. Yeah, that's the part to me that feels the most you bait like Yeah. Because the dynamic change. Mm-hmm. But then here's the most abrupt and kind of clumsy part is when it gets into the... Yeah. Which, to me, this is the beginning of the end part. Gotcha, this is the gotcha. volunteers melody from the U-Bait era, so you could see that kind of unity there. But it's funny to repurpose something that's actually on a record. It's one thing to draw from a demo that never was heard, but... Right, um, right. But I love this progression. Which is, isn't that crazy? That's great. So smart. It's a lot going on. G minor, F over A. So it's an A walk up, but over an F chord. B flat major. So this is in the key of B flat, theoretically, at this point, but which is kind of weird too. We were just in B. What the hell? <laughs> then G over B. So you see, chromatic, C minor. A over C sharp, so C to C sharp, leading to D. Back to A over C sharp, D. Walk down to the G again. The guitar melody comes in. I didn't learn that. That's so cool. Then listen to this, leading it to A flat. Mm. That's when Rivers, thank you. 
and good night. Don't do the high. Do the high. And good night. <laughs> so and then he. D- I love the fact that they have that vamp, and yeah. it could be done. But then they do that crazy. And then so do good. that whole thing again. Yes. And then go to halftime on that thing. Yep. <laughs> How many endings can one song? That's kind of what I thought. Like they could have ended the song like a minute before. So that's why I chose the. Ra- I can't pick. Yeah. The Radis riff basically starts from this that you know walking up progression that you just laid out for yeah. us so eloquently to the very end. So killer. Yeah. Just. Uh, do yourself a favor and pop on the last 60 to 75 seconds of that song, folks. Yeah. And just enjoy it. Yeah. Again, for me, more coherent lyrics, a more centralized theme, something that made more sense to me in any concrete way. Are you talking the song specifically? Yeah, this song. This is top, top, top tier. Weezer. Oh, 100%. Yeah, this would be one of the best songs on, on Van Weezer. Easy. For sure. For sure, I think it is yeah. as it stands. Uh, that's just because of my feeling about that record. But this is because yeah. it's. I mean, beginning so... of the end is really. Oh yeah, no, for sure. There's a top tier beginning of the end, um, end of the game, and yeah. this. You know, if this was on there, D- did we talk about laughable lyrics? We talked about lyrics. You mentioned that whole kind of. Section. Yeah, the whole the pitch and the yaw, or he doesn't even say. Does he say pitch and yaw or just yaw? I don't know. Uh, I know I had the, to look up two, yaw. Those are the two. Oh my god! I knew something that you didn't. That's yeah. crazy. It seems like oh yeah, it's just in. I've never heard that word in context. Yeah, I've just played a lot of video games where you fly <sighs> planes and there shit. There you go. There you go. That's like a yoke. A yoke. Oh yeah, yeah. You exactly. know. Yeah. Uh, and I actually had never heard uh, Molly Coddle before. I've heard that. I had to look up Coddle. I was like, okay, I Everyone think I knows. get what this means. Because I mean, I've been coddled. And it can't just my be, whole it, life. It doesn't just mean. Well, we knew that. Uh, to it's clear. I mean, yes, it's very yeah. obvious. Your white privilege is shining bright. <laughs> <laughs> some people shine, some people shine. That's right. That's why you got to keep brushing. But white, <laughs> white power. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> okay, Kanye, get the fuck out of here. Uh, it was kind of like when I learned oh that like God. violoncello was actually the full name of cello. <laughs> you know, it's oh, like, right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, for Molly sure. Molly Coddle. Yeah. Piano forte? And double bass. <laughs> <laughs> double bass, exactly. Yeah, but uh, do you want to tell people what Molly Coddled means? Coddled. <laughs> Doesn't it just bring to to bring attention to in a very um, like diligent way? Basically, like Maybe. To, it, it, I think it just relies heavily. It's bringing attention to detail ah. and and being very precise. Okay, I, I guess I forgot that. According to Merriam-Webster, something like that. I could be totally wrong, but I'm pretty sure. I believe from it. reading it last night after smoking a fat bowl. That is what I. <laughs> <laughs> if only I, it was a skinny bowl. Ah, should have been. Should have been. But yeah, Molly coddled in a coliseum. Yeah. That's actually kind of nice. Oh, dude, I totally forgot about it. The, the most laughable lyric is the, the pre-chorus before the second chorus, the use of toodaloo, toodaloo. Oh, yeah, exactly. Pretty great. Literally in pencil on my type notes, I wrote toodaloo, toodaloo. underline, underline, <laughs> underline, because I forgot. It has to be mentioned. So ridiculous. Must be mentioned. In the original demo I mentioned with the Monday Night Football thing, there was also a lyric where... Uh, why are you all in retreat? There's a lyric. I bet like they that. were saying like "throw to you, throw to you." <laughs> <laughs> I forget that now. But he literally said, "Why are you all still on the teat?" In regards to this uh, is the football version. Yes. Why? What does that mean? He's just saying like you all babies. Got it. 
Yeah. But that's also like if you left that in, that'd be the second reference to a teat. Men that don't bother with the taste of a teat. Yeah, I, I yeah. Uh, Hashpipe was playing in the gym the other day, oh! and, and like that song just kind of like stood out to me. I was like, oh my god, so good. <laughs> it's quite a way to describe men who like other men. Yeah, that's quite a way to describe that. Men that don't bother with the taste of a teat. It also would be a hell of a way to come out. As mom, in, like, dad, mom, I have something to tell you. I don't bother with the taste of a teat, mother. <laughs> anymore <laughs> i'm out not since yours ma that was a long time ago yeah those were different times different times i'm glad we had this little talk uh, <laughs> definitely <laughs> always Christ. always what do you think about the last question musically and it's this is so far from like important but and then can we be done well then we got to go through our instagram we got to go through our rankings and jesus stuff and, and we'll do it i gotta get to work <laughs> oh is that true soon okay well we're fine the first chorus is one time through and then immediately back to the intro riff. I've never heard Weezer do anything quite like that. They often will develop their choruses to expand. Yeah, true. And usually there'll be an outro or something completely new. Obviously, this is A, B, C, D, E, F, G as far as structure goes, right? And it's back I mean, to A. Yes. And so, hmm. kind of. But it, it's, it's an interesting bit of musical foreshadowing. We do get the full payoff of the thank you and good night. But yeah. the first time through, it's one time. I'll be seeing what I'll be seeing you. Do it, do it right back. Mm-hmm. It's like, whoa, fuck. I didn't even settle in there. I'm not sure it works, but I am sure that it excites me because it shows like they don't always have to adhere to the formula. You know? I know, they they're doing a much up. better job. And we keep saying they, but if we're being real, there's like one songwriter. Solo Cuomo. Solo Cuomo. He's doing a much better job. I think in his older years, he's doing a much better job of branching out and, and really trying to have different structures for his songs. You know, it's like they say in And new chord progressions. In climbing, right? If you're not falling, you're not trying. Exactly. If he's not hitting these things that you go, ah, this is great. I don't know about this, but at least there's nothing that you go, he got rid of the teat line, people. It's not about Monday Night Football. You know, it's not an embarrassing song. That's a really cool song. Yeah. Maybe not a complete song. Maybe not a masterpiece. You probably like it more than I do, but I like it a great deal. You're going to take some big swings, and sometimes you're going to have a hit. Christopher... How did this hit with the critics? We don't know. I mentioned MC Critic. I guess you could read a pitchfork. (laughs) The pitchfork. Yeah, you know, I didn't type any quotes, but do you want to guess, out of 10, remember they used decimal points, do you want to guess what grade they gave it? Mm, I'm going to say 6.4. Jeez, that's a little harsh. Oh, yeah. I will say the the write-up was even worse than a 4.0. I was shocked it was a 4.2. I thought from what was written, you should all go Google it. I mean, it's all there. Uh, Jesse Locke wrote it. Jesse fucking Locke. Yeah. This guy again? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything about Jesse. Uh, we like this better than Spring. We won't really. I do. We won't compare it to the other records. One, you haven't listened to it, but uh, two, I think it'd be better to keep it kind of, of chronological. Course, of course, as if we had done this had as we planned when it came out. I propose, too, that once we finally get through the four of them, mm-hmm. uh, which... It, it probably won't be for a little while. We do a be away. fifth episode where we talk about all of them again. We do a fifth episode where we make our own season, uh, one album. Oh. Drawing from How many songs the are we allowed to put on? Uh, 12 tops, let's say. 12 normal tops. record. We could do Weezer, too. And, and, we, can, and we can do the uh, the sequencing? Yes, exactly. We, we all need the to do the sequencing. Sing. Yeah, That's a fun exercise. Because it's not just the best song. It's like what the flow you know? Yeah, no. And we can make playlists, put them on Spotify, our seasons. Right. And you know? then, like, almost try to create the storyline that he yeah. is botching. So that may be a way to kind <laughs> of look at it. Maybe it gets the... better. Does it get better? 
Does the storyline get better? I, I can't hang with the story. Come I'm bad with lyrics. I don't Riff. know. I haven't read the lyrics to the other songs. Uh, I've me. listened to them. But right, right. I don't think it gets better. I th- mm. But he does. it doesn't go away. Yeah. You know. Um, I'm excited to listen to Winter, I will say. Because I, I did hear the single, I Want a Dog. And oh, great song. That song's great. By its title, like I didn't hear it until I put on Winter. I didn't listen to it when it was a single. Again, I'm just kind of checked out on like Weezer right now, unfortunately. Uh, but I really enjoyed listening to this and researching and playing along and getting back in that mindset. And obviously, I, there's more to this episode, but like obviously doing this with you, like that was the biggest thing. It's like, let's yeah. hang out. Let's, I know. let's do something. And be two dumb idiots in a room again. <sighs> yes, yes. It feels so natural and organic. It really is. Um, when I heard that as the first song on Winter, I was like, Oh shit, this is great. Like I kind of I was expecting it not to be good, which speaks to maybe why I wasn't that into Weezer last year. Like mm, I was just expecting sad. it to not be good. This is why the people on the Weezer message boards don't like us because we blatantly bash Weezer constantly. Yeah. This is why we try to like counteract all of that with some substance. Some substance. You do anyway. Yeah. Well, I stand yeah. here and go like, "That was a good point." Yeah, see, and they picked up on that. Uh, <laughs> heart songs, Christopher. Let's do our top three mm, heart songs, I'm then ready. we'll do our black. You want to do black album first? Sure, get it out of the way. Yeah. What's your black album selection off this record? We have seven songs to choose from. Which yeah, one did, was, would you excise? It was kind of a tough uh, decision because I think everything is mid. I will I will say this. You're not saying the whole, the whole record is mid to you, or you're saying there's nothing the, below the, mid? Correct. Yeah, I agree. Yep, there's nothing below middle tier, so it's hard to pick a black album selection because there have been other records where the black album selection is plentiful. There's mm-hmm. so many mm-hmm. that suck. Mm-hmm. And then this one is tough because they're like, oh, this is better than half the songs on black or whatever. Yeah. Um, my lowest, I, I do scores out of five for yes, songs when yeah. I do this. And uh, uh, my lowest is 2.5 on this record. Okay. It's high. That's, that's fine. That's decent. You yeah. Know? So uh, it was a 50-50 shot, but I went with the opposite of me. For okay. my for my black album, just because it 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 was the one that excited me the least. That was my second lowest score. I gave that three stars because I like the musical merit mm. of the song once okay. I got into it. But yeah. I, it's yeah, it's easily my one of my two least favorite songs. And I went with records for my black album. That was mine. I changed it this morning. Ah, I okay. Really did. After, and that's good that we had a different after one final listen through. Mm-hmm. I was gonna. I was like, I picked records. I was like, that seems like the easy choice. Yeah, it's too easy, but. Uh, it makes me it's the least happy when the, it comes on. Maybe, here's the here's you know? the here's a real question: If they had gotten rid of the, would it have maybe eked out not being the worst of seven? They lost the sound of scratches. Yeah, 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 lose the scratching sounds. I still think there's more musical merit to opposite of me, mm. and it has the guitar lead. I think I like that elementally more than records, but they're close. Okay, and I like them both. There you go. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, right. like meaning it, it, I don't it always hate sucks. It always sucks when our black album selection is like good or like okay. That speaks to the record, and I'm not sure everyone else is as high on this as we are. But like, we I I enjoy this album. Same. I would listen to most of these songs again. I'm happy to know them deeply now. Yeah. Um, Someone speak- gave me the choice. Do you listen? Are you going to listen to Spring right now? Or are you going to listen to Summer? It's like a no brainer. Yeah, yeah. And I don't even think Spring's that bad. By Agreed. the way, I think Spring has some pretty good songs on it. Yeah. But just as far as like. My tastes and what excites me right now, this is closer to it. Okay. Heart songs, Christopher. Oh, yeah. Let's go, <laughs> let's go three, two, one, and then we'll check in with, uh, with Instagram and see what other people thought. Okay. I will Should I do I, my three, two, one, or we'll, we'll each do three, three? Yeah. Three, three, two, two, two. Let's one do that. that. Okay. You want me to start? Yeah, yeah. Do you want to guess my three? Cuomoville. Nope. Damn it. Blue Like Jazz. Oh, okay. Could have been number one. Blew it with the chorus. It could have been number one. I have some honorable mentions. Blew it for number one, all the way down to three. 
Yeah. Well, okay. I, my highest, my highest star rating is four stars. Two songs got four stars. Blue Like Jazz got three point five. Uh, Two other songs got three point five. I'll say them after. Okay. What is your number three? Do you want to guess? Sure. What's the good? No, actually, that's a, that's a close. That would have been four. Okay. Uh, but I went with Cuomoville. Okay, cool. My number two. Is it Thank You and Good Night? No. I'm not sure then. You wish. I do. Because I know you're two and one. I'm not sure the order, but I yeah. know you're two and one. Uh, you are, I think you're, uh, Cuomoville is my number two. Oh, okay, great. Higher than four I anticipated. Stars. Fantastic. Yep. It wouldn't have been if when I started this process, but by the time my notes were done, it was. Uh, your number two? What? My number two <laughs> is <laughs> what? I think it's... Uh, I think it's Blue Like Jazz. Correct. Okay, and number one is Thank, Thank You and, and Good Night. Okay, cool. And for me, what's my number one? I would assume at this point that it's, uh, it can't be Launch Here. Nope. Okay. That's an honorable mention. That's a 3.5 star There's only me. seven goddamn songs. Yeah, shouldn't be that hard. Is it the opposite of me? No. no. What, what the hell is it? What's the good of being good? Oh, wow. Yeah. Hmm. Like those verses... I think the lyrics are probably the best on the record for my tastes, with some exceptions. Meaning, within that song, some lines I don't like as much as others. But uh, yeah, what's it going to be? Good music, melody, performance, everything. Not a five star song, a four star song, but a very good song. Yeah, yeah. On a on a very solid collection of music. My two honorable mentions: Lawn Chair and Thank You and Good Night, both three point five stars. Um, so again, nothing below nothing below two point five. Opposite of me, I gave three. I mean, that could go either way. That's. Um, so just to review, Blue Like Jazz, Cuomoville, What's It Good to Being Good, my top three. Yes, and mine are Cuomoville, Blue Like Jazz, Thank You and Good Night, three, two, one. Cool. Christopher, I'm going to hand you my phone. I want you to look at our Instagram story responses because I've looked at them. I haven't looked at them all. I, I looked last night. Okay. So maybe more will come in, but I want you to see. Let's first look at the first question, which is heart song, number one heart song on the record, and see what people say and uh, tell me what you're seeing because you'll have a genuine reaction to this. And yeah, I'm, okay. So I'm looking down here. Thank you and good night. The opposite of me, blue like jazz. Francesca, that's on a different one, isn't it? It's that's on fall. That's on uh, autumn. Yeah, that's J- J- Joe Kilman wrote that. Then I think he corrects it, if I'm not mistaken. Oh yeah, because yeah, he's yeah. like, oh wait, wrong record. Right, he's like, oh, on summer. That's interesting. D Brooks says records by a mile, maybe top three of seasons. Lawn chair was also pretty good. The other five don't do it for me. Yeah, he does not like this record. Hot take. Yes, that's a hot take. I, I was surprised by some of these. Like it's legit, looking but like. What are you getting from this? One blue like jazz. I think is probably the one mentioned. The I most. think this is definitely the one mentioned the most. Yeah, but every song gets mentioned. Every song gets mentioned, with the exception of like lawn chair. Yeah, because that's more of just like a interlude. Intro, yeah. Oh, one person. One person wow. alone said lawn Who chair. Who was it? Uh, M Hall. Oh, mm, mm, Hall. Hall. Uh, nice. Yeah. We. I mean. Yeah. Did anyone put for what's the good of being good? What's the good of being good? Because that's my number one. I actually, oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> Who's my best friend? Par Parts. Hey. At Par Parts says, what's the good of being good? Like it. Who else do we have? I mean, we could have definitely, you know, taken a sheet of paper and just put little tally marks. But like, for thank you and good night, I'm looking at one, two, three, four. Five. Five people. So uh, all the people who responded. Yeah, exactly. No, we got more responses <laughs> no, than blue, you thought, right? Blue light, yeah, definitely. Blue Light Jazz is like the the runaway mm-hmm. by our So our obviously listeners. people were not as bothered by the chorus as I was, and 
to a lesser degree, you were. You know, yeah. It still made my top three, by the way. It was my number three, so it's not like I hate it. I exactly. Think it's great. Yep. It totally. excites me. It's cool. Um, uh, in the Pitchfork review, I do remember that uh, old Jesse Locke. Uh, oh no! Oh yeah! I get the next one here for you. Um, that Jesse Locke said that that was a riff reminiscent of Evanescence. <laughs> what blue like jazz? jazz. Huh. And I'm like, well, I mean, I don't listen to Evanescence, but I get it. I guess. I guess that maybe I'd like Evanescence. I don't know. Okay, this now, Christopher, I'm handing it to you. Least popular song. Black Elm Selection from our listeners. Let's see if there's any standouts. And is there any consensus? Dylan Winthrop says, Cuomoville. Wow. Glenn David Robinson, Blue Like Jazz. Oh, Glenn Robinson? Yeah. That's what he put as I could see that. Uh, Glenn Robinson, by the way, old friend from Coventry, that is Obscurest Final. My one of my maybe my favorite follow on Instagram. If you do not follow Obscurist Final, you need to. I didn't realize it was my friend. I was following it, and then I I was like, oh wait, that's Glenn. That's that's actually really cool. What is it? What do they post? Like he makes fake vinyl album artwork for like absurd records that don't exist from like the 50s, 60s. Huh. So it, it, it they're tremendous. I'll show you some after. They are tremendous. That, that's Best a, follow. Uh, let's see. BDP foe, uh-huh. BDP foul, an old listener, yeah, says actually I lied. Records is by far worse than Blue Like Jazz. Ah, uh, see, so Blue Like Jazz, divisive song. Very, it's popping very, up here. A lot of people are uh, saying records. Yep, tastes like pain. I'm assuming that's on a different one. Two people said tastes like pain. That is, that's on autumn. By the way, that's kind of a sick song. Like, I, I mean, it's a weird song, but I don't know. Mm, okay. Couple people saying Cuomoville. Okay. Good of being good. Yeah. But by and large, records and blue like jazz are the two most negative responses. So blue like jazz, more like black like album. Ooh. And now let's go to this, could be interesting. Uh, we'll go to comments and questions. We'll see what you all had to say, what your thoughts were on the record just generally. And I said the thoughts about the record or summer as a season. <laughs> Oh, I don't think so we got any thoughts on Summer as a Season. All right, what's number one here? What do we got? All right, uh, speaking of Glenn, Glenn David Robinson says, this is my least favorite of the four. Okay. Okay. And I could see that. You know, for his stylings, that he's one of the, Glenn is an amazing songwriter, especially of pop-punk melodies and progressions. And so I could see this kind of straying from that a little bit for him. He was the drummer of the Unibrows, by the way, the punk rock band I was oh, in. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. That's yeah. great. And he was in the band with Pete. He was the drummer of the Paranoids, Pete's old band. That's great. Let's see. What else do we have? Um, Par Parts also says, by far, the worst of the Four Seasons collection. Okay. Um, We obviously already don't agree with that because we we like it better than Spring. uh, At Wally Skur says, hurry up and do Autumn. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's hilarious. Um... At Snoke Show says, a disappointment for me after spring, but after hearing the saga now, it's on par. Oh, is that a bad thing? Meaning it's all disappointing? <laughs> let me, let me read that again. A disappointment for me after spring, but after hearing the saga now, it's on par with all of it, in my okay, opinion. So. Um, opposite of me is a killer tune with cringy lyrics. Okay. Okay. Oh, that, 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 was K, that was K, no. Matt, K. Matt Iasi? K. Mariachi? Okay. I don't know how to say that. Oh, Mariachi. Mariachi. My Come bad. on, Tony Vivaldi. You should know that. Sorry. Uh, who else? We, oh, D. Brooks. I feel summer least embodied the aesthetic of its season, which we mentioned. Completely agree. Uh, well, spring did the best at that. 
completely agree. Yeah. I can't speak too much of it, only speaking from the two, but I agree that spring embodied spring better than summer embodied summer. Right. And we're talking about the EPs here, guys, not the seasons. Correct. Though spring, in the Northeast at least, kind of sucks. Kind of sucks. Really? It like, does. May until the solstice is sweet. Yes. But like half of spring sucks. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Just like half of fall sucks. Uh, sadly here. Yeah. Fall really is like optimal for like four weeks. Yeah. Optimal autumnal? Optimal optimal. Op- <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> I'm tired and hungry. He's not. Well, he, yeah. <laughs> I got to go eat something that isn't meat right now. Yeah. You're goddamn right. <laughs> we got anything else it, there, Christopher? It locked on me. Can you open it up again? Of course I can. I had a few more. You're always better at reading these than I am, but I'm doing my best here. I think you're doing great. Oh, thank you. Let's see. Oh, this is a good one. At the Spencer Smith. Ah. Lawn chair is peak, quote, belt out at the top of your lungs in the car vibes. Love it. It is good. I guess so. Yeah, at the very end. I got to know the lyrics better. (laughs) Yeah, if I knew knew the lyrics, it would be better. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you, Spencer Smith. Um, At Stupid Six says, records is... I think it's Stupid Suck. My bad. It's very small. I just because he's following. Stupid ad. Stupid sucks. Says records is out of place. Ah. It was obviously a label mandate. No other seasons has one, or do they? I think a little bit of love fit in better with spring than records fits in with summer. Do we agree with that? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. For sure. I want a dog feels good on winter. I'll say. Yeah, definitely. But that and that was a single, I suppose. It was not, yeah. no, probably not as popular as uh, no as records. Um, By the way, do you want to guess what the least streamed song on Spotify from this EP is? Oh, the least streamed probably not Launcher because it's the first one. Uh-huh. Because it would be that one. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But because it's the first one, it probably is the most. I'm gonna say. Thank you and good night. That's the second. Uh, yeah, because mostly because I feel exactly yeah, most people no, aren't going to make it. There. Even twenty-two minutes, they can't hang. <laughs> uh, it's uh, what's it going to be in good? Oh, okay, fair enough. Like in the middle, average. But I mean, some yeah. people really like it. My number one. Your number one. <laughs> um, I think it's because, by the way, the drum and bugle core at the front. I think it starts, and people are like, "Now fuck this next." Do you know what I mean? And I don't think that would count as a stream. Because that's sure. the one that starts with that goofy marching yeah, thing, it, you know? That's a good point. That's a yeah. good point. Um, let's see. At Cam Wayne Carlson says... See, people, we read these. We really, we really yeah. can. We really appreciate the response. Of thank course you. we do. Of course we and do. thank you for everyone who, over the past eight months, has messaged us, uh, emailed us, and, and said, when are you doing the albums? Like, it's great that people care. I'm surprised. Because Honestly, if we never heard that, we probably wouldn't do this. No, we wouldn't have made it this far. So well, obviously we're not trying to make anything off this. This is not like a, this is not an opportunistic ploy to like get a Patreon and you know like we pay money to host these things. Like it's true, uh, meaning to have the podcast hosted on servers and stuff. So in other words, if people didn't listen and people didn't care, we wouldn't do it anymore. It's true. We make zero money except unless you go to Bonobos and buy some Bonobos socks using promo code Wees Talking Wees. <laughs> <laughs> buy some socks, people. <laughs> For twenty percent off your first sock order. See, I'm a bomba man myself. Bombas. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I like the. Uh, what's the one that makes the underwear? Me undies. Me undies. <laughs> They're cute. They're cute. Well, yeah. remember we had that brief sponsorship with Simply Safe with an eye. <laughs> yeah, I sure do. It Harry's Harry's. Harry's Harry's. <laughs> man, we are hilarious. Oh, that's so stupid. Uh, Anything else? Christopher? I was going to say something. Cam Cam Wayne Carlson. I was going to say their comment, and then we got distracted, and then your phone locked oh, again. Oh shit! One more unlock. Why don't you read it? It's right right on the right side there. 
Cam Wing Right Foster. on the right. Overall, this EP could have benefited from more depth in both production and lyrics. Uh, I lyrics, think, yes. Production, no. Yeah, I actually think this sounds pretty good. It's not my kind of sound, but I think for I what think it, it is, it sounds, sounds very good. good. I think it sounds very good. And I don't know, what, what do people want in summer music? Are we talking like Beach Boys? Pop? Feeling good? Yeah. Like what, what season Maybe like, is girl, this? we got a good thing. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it may be slight, pleasant... Pop rock music. Yeah. So then what is this season? Starflex America. What is this? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think he viewed summer as like descending into the gates of hell, like uh right. you know, so what's so, what style. season is that? That it's not a season. Nah. nah. This is a good question. All right, this is awesome. I, and someone asked for analysis sections and how they work together for good night and good luck. And I think we did that. I think you definitely got Thank that. Thank you for asking that. Diego Braca, O two one two. Yeah. Uh, I think we hit them all. Yeah, they, I I don't know. I, I lost track because you were reading them. But but I was also reading them way out of order. I was gonna say I, I was wait, just wait, like <laughs> I was just like scrolling, be like, oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> so sorry if we missed you. We really appreciate you responding uh, and, and listening to this point because I feel like we've just kind of been sitting and talking for the last little bit. This is a very long conversation for a seven song record. You know I it was say. gonna be. Yeah, it always is. Yeah, my girlfriend asked yesterday. Last night, like, oh, how long does recording usually take? And I was like, like, way longer than it should <laughs> is the proper like, well, response. <laughs> that all depends. I was like, for this record, it shouldn't be too long, but nah, probably not. But uh, it was. So, Christopher, <laughs> I'm glad we found the time to do this. Thank Me you. Me too. Me too. That was really good. Do you want to play us out with something? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I do not. But I'm so glad you're saying you're uh, belted out some thank you and good night. I think that's the ultimate belt out moment on the record. Oh, Lordy. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. And I am very impressed that I was able to hit it. it was that's a high G. Ish. That's a high G. It's a high mm, note. I love a high G. Uh, you love being high and singing your G. Decent. Which is what just happened. Um, Christopher. I'm not high right now. <laughs> <laughs> you're just high in these jams. Christopher. Yes, Chris. I guess uh, that'll wrap it up. We will see you for autumn probably in a couple months when yes. I'm back. But yes. I'm going to prep while I'm out there so that maybe Me once too. I'm back at the end of March. Yeah, because you're gone for what, about six weeks? Yeah, something More like that. More or less? I'll be back. Did like you buy a one-way or round-trip ticket? Round-trip, I'm going to adjust, but yeah. Okay. Uh, but I'll be back in the 20s of March. Fantastic. So you heard it here for first, folks. Yeah. Hopefully he gets back. We'll probably record within the first two weeks you're home hopefully oh and if it comes playing in your town by the way i part of the reason we haven't had so much time to do this lately is because for the last year and a half i've been working as an assistant editor on a documentary feature about a guy named namjoon paik and the movie just premiered at sundance congratulations and uh has gotten some uh, some very good reviews and some some solid reviews <laughs> nothing nothing that's that cringeworthy but like but like you know solid reviews and, and a very good audience response and so we're really excited about that and it's going to open in new york on march 24th which is why i'll be back because i'm going to go to the premiere uh, where what premiere are you going to new york yes nice. uh, yeah i didn't go to sundance because i would have had to pay my way it would have been a whole to do where is sundance uh, it's in utah oh, park okay. city got it yeah uh, that's redford's uh, uh uh festival there but of course that's what broke tarantino and so it's a great place and we were in competition they were actually like in the jury competition they're one of awesome. the nine or ten documentaries that got selected of the thousands submitted so fantastic yeah it's kind of cool it's like a real thing now so if you see the film moon is the oldest tv namjoon paik playing in your city go see it because you'll know that chris the elder had a very small something to do with it which is i watched every second of footage that we had that's i don't <laughs> think very small i think that's pretty important it was a cool job you got to go through the footage you got to get the good stuff <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. Yeah, it was a really cool job, and I'm excited to see it on the big screen because I haven't seen the final cut yet. Dude, congratulations. Yeah, yeah. If I don't have anything going on, I'll go down to New York with you. That'd be fun, That'd right? That'd be really fun. Yeah, it'll be playing at the Film Forum in New York, which the Film Forum in New York is where I saw most of my art house goon flicks when I lived there 15 years ago. So now a movie that I got paid to work on is uh, playing there. It's kind of cool. Yeah. That's sweet. So that's part of the reason I haven't been doing this. But I'm done with that now, so I have a little more time. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> All right, brother. Uh, I guess I'll say... This is Chris. And this is also Chris. And, and we's just talked we's to thee. Bye. Bye.